Greetings and salutations guys and welcome back to the Illuminati. Uh, here for our second outing. Hopefully we haven't been banned from YouTube for our first one. Um, well we don't know yet do we? We don't know yet. Not uh, in a few weeks time. We'll see, we'll know in a couple of weeks time this goes up. But um, we're going a little bit lighter than last week. Last week we, we came in and hit hard didn't we with his Paul McCartney dead. Yeah and it was, it, it was still fun. It's still fun. It was fun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that episode. Um, it's a, a long ass episode. That is a long ass episode. <laughs> um, so we're going to go something a little bit lighter this yes. week. Yeah. Um, with do Simpsons predict the future? Yeah. I brought this up because I thought we should have something light and fun and things that people can get involved with. And we can dive on that Simpson clickbait to go on the channel. And... Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably people watching this figure and I'm going. How the fuck did I get to this? Yeah. <laughs> but the watch what? like uh, I clicked on the article that says 30 times since the future and now I'm here. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. We we manipulated the algorithm. We're not um, going for 30, are we? No, no, we're not. No, Fucking we're not. Hell, we're we're here till about, next week. We've got about 15, I think. Um <clears throat> by the time we put them all together, we've got about 15. But yeah, this came about because your kids um asked you to do the Simpsons. Well, they said they talk about the Simpsons, um, and I mentioned The Simpsons in the past, and they said, oh, well, what about The Simpsons? So I was like, is there something about The Simpsons? And then I was like, oh, there fucking is. Yeah, well, there is. The theory <laughs> there is, is that The Simpsons have predicted the future so much that Matt Groening must be a time traveller. Hmm. It's pretty much it, isn't it? I believe him. Let's send the video. Um, so, and that's where you get all these lists of, like, 30 times six in the future, 20 times six in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We've gone away, like we always do, we'll go away and look at our research independently. Um, don't normally look at each other's research before an episode, um, and it's completely unscripted as always. But this time, we've kind of looked at the episode, at our research, not what on notes we've got, just what ones we've picked out, what yeah. um, examples we've picked out, and we had quite a few that overlapped. I think we've got 15 of them with it, overall. Yeah. But we've got about 22 examples, but 15 overall, because quite a few overlap. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start off. Quite topically. Are you starting? All right, okay. Um, let's see the Simpsons in the future. So the first example I'm going to give is uh, the Donald Trump presidency. Go hard or go home, eh? Go hard or go home. It seems quite topical for the moment, because <laughs> is he getting a second term? Did he win the election? Did he lose the election? Uh, I don't know. But um, in season 11, episode 17, Bar to the Future, uh, the Simpsons predicted um, Donald Trump was president of America. Because um, yes, it it's uh, uh, in a cabinet meeting, Lisa O'Fanley, she's the president, and she O'Fanley mentions we inherited quite the budget crunch from President Trump. Um, so this was initially a reference to Trump attempting to run as a Reform Party candidate, but the words get much more validity when Trump was elected in 2016. The week after the election, <coughs> the reoccurring chalkboard gag at the beginning of Simpsons read, being right sucks. Brilliant. So, that's, that's, that's brilliant. I like that they have a joke at themselves there at the end. That, that's, that's quite fun. That's brilliant. Um, but, quite that. They had an episode where um, Lisa says, being heavy, quite a budget coming from President Trump. So, Simpsons predicted Trump. Job done, isn't it? So, firstly, did they inherit a budget crunch from Trump? Have they inherited. If, if Trump does indeed have to hand over the race to Biden, because we don't know what's happening yet, does. Um, did they re receive the, the worst economy in the history of the world? Because uh, no, in this they said they got zero money, we were broke, completely broke. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, you can argue pre-Covid. So I think Covid's an extenuating um, yeah. example, because every country got fucked by that. The global bastards fucked everyone. Um, yeah. But before Covid, I 
believe it was the strongest economy in 50 years. So, we'll take Trump by, by some by some examples. And, and I can I know people screaming at home, Donald Trump didn't do like was he was inheriting Obama's policies and oh, we can argue lots of the cows come on, but within his presidency. Within his presidency. If Biden becomes president, if COVID had happened, they inherited the strongest economy in fifty years. It's so. not and it's still not the worst economy in the world today. So no. before we even talk about Trump, we need to pick apart that part of the episode as well, which says Trump becomes president, but it's also the worst economy they've ever seen. They've got no money through the floor. Yeah. That's inherently wrong. Yeah. Okay. So let's say Trump. Now, the thing for me and Trump is you've got to think about about if you if you're gonna be doing this gag, who could actually do this? So you'd need someone who is um, extraordinarily well known, wealthy, and had the ambition to do it. Yeah. And all those three items. Trump has said in the past. He said in 1988 he'd consider running for president. Um, so, you know, he's already come out and said, I'd be willing to run for president if the time was right. So it's not brand new information. No, I mean, that written in 1988, so I think he's said it about a dozen times. I mean, there's the famous quote, I think it's from the 90s, where he says, if I'm going to run, as, uh, if I'm going to run for president, I'd run as a Republican uh, because they'll vote in anyone. And they were right. And they were even right, <laughs> they Absolutely. You know, right. Donald Trump predicted that. Um, but yeah, this is a guy who said, like, not only does the gag work because you have to, you have to get someone who fits those three parameters to make it believable that he'd run for president. It, it narrows it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Narrows your pull down for the right the gag run. Put that down. And then you pick the guy from it who said on dozens of occasions he's going to run for president one day over the last 30 years, he said it. <clears throat> Agreed. And, and in 2000, when they wrote this, this they would have assumed that he would never become president. So it was just a gag. Yeah. And it was just like a dig. A little dig. Like, yeah, look, well, look at this narcissistic knob. <laughs> he's, he's been saying for 30 years. He's not done it yet. He's never going to... Oh, well, Donald Trump said he's going to run for president. Yeah. Really. He, says that, he says that every three years. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, before we... I think we're going to go into certain directions. But um, what people don't talk about is they also had Arnold Schwarzenegger as president in one episode. Um, which can't happen. Yeah, which which can't happen. Because he's not American Bond. But no one, no one ever says, "Oh, he got this fucking wrong." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see people going, "Well, he's a thousand episodes where they didn't get it right." You know, but yeah. thirty times Simpson's got it wrong, and then the article next where a thousand <laughs> times Simpson's got it wrong. Exactly. You know, I... But you know, the only the, the only thing on this one, so in my opinion, to pick the right candidate, the person who has the money, who's shown he's had ambition, he's well known on television. Someone you can take a jibe at because you know everyone likes to take the piss out of, out of him. Yeah, yeah. It's, even, even today, we take the piss out of people who are angered by him when we say "orange man bad" or <laughs> "Trump derangement syndrome." You know, it's like everything around the guy is a joke. Even even the people who don't like him have become a joke because of the association to him. Um, it's <clears throat> and, it, and it's weird as well. Like it, it's quite. It's it clearly. It was still clearly very popular. He's still got tens and tens and tens of millions of votes for what I can tell from the count so far. He's got tens of millions of votes. He's still very, very popular, irrespective. Mm-hmm. So, um, whether he gets in or not. I mean, this just going back as well to when he said, um, he pointed out that the economy wasn't, they said, oh, they, we've got the budget crunch, like the economy zero, we're skin cost President Trump. And clearly, they're not in, whoever takes over next is not inheriting that. But um, I think that would have educated Gav as well. 
and that he had Trump College and it folded. He had Trump Casino and it Correct. folded. He had Trump Stakes and it folded. Um, Did he have a Taj Mahal or something? Or was it a c- casino or something? Yeah, a casino that folded. A casino that lost money. How is that? <laughs> um, Must have had the guys from an IT car yeah. or something. But then, um, yeah, I think there were, there were, I think I read somewhere, somewhere years ago where it said, because uh, he inherited quite a lot of money, didn't he, from his father or something. <laughs> And he, he said, said like, I got a small loan of a hundred million dollars or whatever. Yeah, I got a small loan of a hundred million off my dad. <laughs> small, <laughs> just a small one. You know. Switching. Yeah. Um, but um, I think I read somewhere that uh, when he inherited the money off his dad, if he'd stayed at home finger painting, he'd be worth more money today than he has from any. He's actually lost money on his business ventures. So that's the kind of thing where you know you're writing this gag, a guy who said he's going to run a dozen times, fix the fault, fix the for the gag, but also. Every company he's had has folded apart from his golf course, I think it is. Um, so Still doing well for himself though. Oh yeah, but every company's had has folded, so yeah, he's gonna tank the economy. That's and it fits perfectly and the joke writes itself. Yeah, of course. And they got it completely wrong. But um the only thing that's a bit weird I suppose it's actually explainable in a certain way. You would have shot the elevator scene. Yeah. Uh, the escalator scene, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it comes down, it's picture perfect. Mm-hmm. But is it life mimicking art? Yeah, to me, it's. I think someone in his uh, campaign group, in his campaign team, has just gone, do you know what would be fucking hilarious? <laughs> Let's get a freeze frame of that Simpson shot when he comes down with. Trump for president or whatever it is on side. Let's get a, let's get a screenshot of that and let's recreate at the bottom of Trump Tower. I mean, that is a hundred times more plausible than Matt Gorn has come back from the future and said, oh, by the way, this is picture perfect. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what happened to Donald Trump. But it is eerily coincidental that they look very similar, but it could easily be... I personally just think it's just life imitating art. Someone's just gone... There's a lot of jokes, like Donald Trump's fine, he keeps saying he's running president, like, oh yeah, he's running, is it? Fuck, this time he actually is. <laughs> no, well, it's not. And he was a bit of a joke candidate originally, when before he started smashing the primaries, he was a joke candidate, really. He really was. Um, People laughing at him. So, if everyone's laughing at him, let's put this whole Simpsons bit into the future, let's put it in their head that it's true. Well, it could be and we'll, re- fu- we'll recreate, or a bit, or it could be someone who's working on the campaign team who thinks he's a big fucking joke and I'm getting paid loads. Let's do this and you won't notice. Or do you reckon it could be quite smart and it's just like a big, fuck you. Mm. You thought I was a joker. Simpsons predicted it, now here you go. Yeah, is it a case of, does it put that thing in people's head, do you think, where it's like, oh, he's a joke of a president, he's, he's a joke, he's never a president. And then you see that scene, which, quite a famous escalator scene is, yeah. so you recognise it instantly when you saw it and you go maybe it's destiny maybe he's going to be president and it kind of plays like, like oh I mean, if you're one of these people that believes Simpson's been in the future well, he must become president then suddenly his campaign becomes legitimate does he manifest destiny or yeah he's he certainly got a wind behind him yeah. certainly as he was running but um, but coming coming to this I think this is probably one of the harder ones to explain, I thought, of all the things that I've gone through so far. But if we take into consideration, we've got, again, we're going to go on the overall ground, but a billionaire who says I want to be president, and I probably will run at some point, who's crashed all his businesses before. If you were going to do this gag, this is an easy person to target. Yeah. It, 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 was, the mo- it was the most unlikely presidential win. That, this is probably going to fall on its ass, similar to the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, but it just happened to be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, right. it's, to me, there's a bit of boy who cried wolf to it as well. 
Like, I'm going to run for president one day. In 88, I'm going to run for president. And you go, ooh, really? That's, that's interesting. Like a businessman, no political background, I'm going to run. 90s, I'm going to run for president. All right? Again, in 90s. I mean, by the time you get to 2000, like he says in 99, he's going to run for president. Everyone goes, oh, really? Are you? Hey, this again. You've said this so many times now. We don't fucking know. Do you know what? Let's have a fucking laugh. Donald Trump ran for president and actually got it. How fucked up is that? You know, the guy who says it 20 times, he's never going to do it. No, it's He not. just keeps saying to make himself, like, oh, fuck, you went and did it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then he actually won. But I'm, I'm wondering um, what the future episodes will be. So if we start seeing episodes of The Rock saying, I'm going to become president, um, they've not predicted the future because he said I, wanna, I might go do it. Or yeah. you've got all these celebrities who said, I might, I want to do it. I might, I might, you know, I might want to be president. So... They're just going to pick up on something that's culturally known at the time, possibly, or yeah. So it's like if you have, if, you have, if they predict someone like Oprah or The Rock, yeah, that's not a prediction. That's there's, there's a massive. Well, there was. I don't know if there is any more, but there was a massive thing a couple of years back for Oprah to run, and I think she ruled out running, but she endorsed this political presidential candidate. But I don't think she'd run herself. Yeah, I think I don't. don't she she, I think she says she's not interested. Um, but The Rock has said he's interested in becoming president one day. Possibly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. if you're just going to report on what people said before, potentially at some point one might come true. Yeah, I mean, it, basically all you do is now, from now to the next ten years, you, you, you make a joke of every celebrity that says they're going to run for president. Um, one of them is. And you'll be, you'll be remembered for that one you got right, not the nine that never did all with it. Correct. So, I don't think this has got any legs. I don't know about you. I don't, no, I don't think it has at all. I think it's, it's just, it's, it's a jab and a joke, isn't it? A, a, a pompous windbag who's full of himself and keeps us he's going to run for president. And what about Trump? Um, yeah, him as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it wasn't like just a, yeah, every time he, he kept saying it when he would make himself relevant again. Yeah. They made a joke about it, that the boy who carried wall type thing, and he proved him wrong. Yeah, I want to go to one of the earliest supposed um, predictions and that was the Siegfried and Roy tiger attack so this was predicted in 1993 mm -hmm. and then in 2003 um, it happened where Roy was attacked by a white tiger in one of his shows yes yeah, so anyone not aware Siegfried and Roy were a stage circus act stage show in Vegas yeah they became lovers didn't they as well I wasn't sure, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, um, so there were, they were lovers as well. Uh, I didn't know that, I don't see how it's relevant either. But yeah, they were, um, they had Siberian tigers, the big white and black tigers, and they'd have them doing certain stunts on stage and stuff, and it was sort of like death defying, and oh, this is amazing. Um, and then in an episode in 93, The Simpsons Go to Vegas, Grossy Siegfried and Roy, and Roy gets savaged by a tiger on stage. And then in 2003, it happened. Well, yeah, I mean, if anything... If, Straight if, up prediction there. If, if there was ever going to be a form of potential inevitability going to occur, you're sticking your head in a tiger's mouth. Five days, uh, twice a day, for five days a week for 20 years. Uh, at some point, <laughs> something's going to be... Yeah. You know, I think... Anybody who dies is in danger, something bad's going to happen. And if, you, if you're dicing with animals, like fucking tigers, it's not a pussycat. It's a well, no, actually, I'm going to disagree with you, Charlie, because a tiger is very fucking similar to a pussycat. It's just a little bit bigger and a bit like, grumpier. In, and, and I mean in terms of, like, 
it's fucking mentality because I remember my grandma's cat Charlie soft as hell really gorgeous cat big fat fucker house cat never went out anywhere and you'd be sat in my grandma's and he'd come up and he'd lay on your lap and like I want stroking now and you'd be stroking him and then he'd roll over and belly tickles alright belly tickles and he'd just like having a cup of chatting away to my grandma's and, and then suddenly he'd just turn like sink his claws in and start back claws ragging at your, at your forearm and like the fuck is it like just decided you don't want strokes now so he's going to disembowel your arm so and, and my we had a cat a big fat black and white cat called Sifa genius <laughs> I remember this going up Sifa cat Sifa cat genius name but as he got older his his hunts got bigger and bigger as well so uh, like all other cats you'd find you know mice gerbils birds and then Started getting, it bring back a rat. You're thinking, fucking hell, a rat. And then one day, you just came out of this. You, have you, you, you'll have heard the noise, but if anyone's ever heard the noise of a fox, and, yeah. and my cat, and you open the fucking front door, and my cat is sat on top of a baby fox. <laughs> Got it, just see the fucking woman, I fucked that up. You're too big to carry on, but I brought you this. I got the bastard. Tonight we eat like kings. So, I stroked until I let go. I thought the fox was dead. Baby fox up off. And I had to fucking hold him back. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't need to give me a fox. Cats look at you like, fucking stupid. You. When I brought us dinner. <laughs> exactly. You can't hunt for shit, can you? And exactly the same as you. He'd be so lovely then. He'd tickle his belly, both arms round, rip to shreds. <laughs> and this is a fucking house cat. <laughs> right. Who I feed, I play with. I, I don't keep him in a cage. I'm <laughs> outside. Giving treats and all sorts, and he'd still take. He would disembowel you at a moment's notice. Without a doubt. Just depending on what mood you were in. When he was like, oh, you, you must have wound him up on me. No, he was so <laughs> then nice and quiet and, and loving and just people purring. One second he's purring, the next minute he's disemboweling me. I, I reckon what it was is he went, do you know what? I'm at 15 years old now, but I remember when I was six months old, I used to have balls. <laughs> <laughs> you took them off me. You took them off me. But yeah, so this is. That's kind of like. But I'm getting, trying to get to here is that house cats, domesticated cats, are fucking psycho and mental. They don't give a shit, man. They'll chase anything. <laughs> what do you think is going to be the same? What do you think a tiger who's been kept in a cage for 20 years is going to be like? It, it doesn't matter how many times you tickle his belly. One day <laughs> <in a week. laughs> it's, it's fucking mental. And, and I think this is, you made a good point, it would be like, you know, 20 years it's an inevitability. I think there's a bit of inevitability and a bit of complacency to this. So I think there's, you know, 20 years, you've been doing this stage show, you're gonna have your marks on stage, you know, your little first trick of black, black crosses where you stand yeah. here, red cross for that one. And I think maybe it is, I reckon they've got some kind of, I don't know exactly, I'm just trying to play this out in my head, that they've got some, where you see him stood for the cartoon some kind of trick, and it looks like they're really close and it's death defying, when actually they're stood like that, Four foot behind it, he's four foot in front of it. Good camera angle. It's a, but we look at from the stage, the like the right next to each other. Um, and I reckon he's, he's got maybe a step or two back from his mark because he's been doing this twenty years. He knows I do it. He's like, I don't need to look at his mark anymore. He knows where he's supposed to stand. And he stood a little bit too, a little bit back, and the tiger's gone. Fucking, I'm in you. <laughs> That's it. Well, what his actual excuse was, or what the supposed story is, is um, they were on stage. And the tiger is a seven-year-old white tiger called Monticore. Um, and what he veered off script. This is his own fault. So he went. He went with a microphone to the tiger, fucking growling tiger, and said, "Say hello." Which is not being trained to do. Well, it's not part of the script. So it's going to growl anyway. It bit his shirt. 
And he went, release! Told it to release. And when he said release, he got really lightheaded, supposedly, fell over backwards. And Tigers went over top of him and went, goodbye! He went in seven years for this, you fuck, yeah? But he supposedly said, so, Roy, he said, uh, oh, well, actually, what had happened is, just like a, a baby tiger, they call them cubs, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, he saw me in jeopardy because I'd fallen, I had a stroke. So, he picked me up by my head. To, to look after me and drag me off stage. They had to put it, they had to fight him off with a fire extinguisher this tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and all the claw marks died his side and all the fucking bite marks and it went beat you 58 times. It was, it was just trying to get a good grip to carry him at the safety. Yeah, honestly, I promise. But for me, that just sounded more like he's trying to save his career. Like, no, no, yeah. I didn't I, di- I didn't scare this tiger. We didn't mistreat her or anything. He was trying to look after me. You know, he should try to save his career. There's that's, no fucking way the tiger's trying to save his life there. That's the thing that annoys me with, with people and animals is that we, we anthropomorphise them. Hmm? We put a personality onto um, our animals, which I love. I, I'm not just going to say this, but a friend, she's got two cats. And she always talks to me. I sat on the, um, like, a banister, she comes in. And it's married and she's like, oh, Lord, you're doing away from me, it was you, and we've been up to the dead with mummy's back right now. And I was like, yeah, you're sat there, and the cat's going, meow, meow, and you're like, yeah, mum, let mummy put a bag down and she'll feed you. Like, that cat sat there going, you need to do your taxes, you fucking idiot. <laughs> your tax returns during a week, like, what are you blabbering about, you fucking dick? And you're going, oh, he's a gorgeous, he's a mummy's boy, he loves me. And he's going, you feed me, I tolerate you. You know? <laughs> That's cats for you, it's not unlike dogs. Cats yeah, go, I'll stay here just because you feed me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out and do my own thing. I might come back once a day. Bring you back a fox. But, but, um, but you know, a dog, you know, like you get up to go get a glass of water. It's like, where are you going? Can I come with you? This is brilliant. Adventure, yeah. <laughs> I can't survive without you. <laughs> um, but no, but we do anthropomorphise animals. We put um, our idea of a personality onto them. Of course, um, we do. And he's, and he's doing the same here. He's going, oh, it's just because he saw me down. He thought I would have dangerous trying to try and get him out of safety. No, no, you kept him in the cage for seven years, you whipped him until you're there to do these tricks. You've gone down, you're in range, and he's gone, my turn. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <last>. <laughs> you know, It might, might only take you ten seconds to get that whip out and all that tranquilizer going and get me, but it's going to be a fun fucking ten seconds. Exactly, I've got, I've got my he- mouth full of head here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it might take you ten seconds to get me shot and put me to sleep, but uh, how, how many seconds of biting can your head take? I, I don't know what happened to the cat afterwards, obviously, but um, but to go back to the cartoon, because <laughs> you are a cartoon, you predicted something in 1993 that was extraordinarily likely to come true. It's like saying evil Knievel might break a bone. Yeah. You know? It's like, you know, because you saw him break his bones in some of the cartoons. I, I reckon it's someone's going to climb Everest and die doing it. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's ob- it was inevitable. I keep saying that word, but it genuinely was. Circus, it happens. Circus things happen all the time. Elephants escape. You, you can put so many safety measures in place, but if you're going to be incompetent, you're going to be complacent. Then those safety measures, you 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 know, like I said, I was saying like being from like a stage camera angle or whatever, just as a kind of. This is as safe as you can get because the tiger can't reach you from here, but it still looks good from the audience yeah. angle. And if you've been doing twenty years and you step back a little bit, and that tiger goes, "I can reach you now," it, that's your. It's not your safety measures that have failed. It's your complacency, your incompetence. And, and again, going to a tiger with a microphone, going, "Say hello." Fucking <laughs> oh, <laughs> on, please. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. um, um, but also, the other side of it as well is, um, this is just 
another gag to be written. It's like, oh, right, Simpsons are going... Like, so you can imagine the writer's room sat on a table going, right, Simpsons are going to Las Vegas. What they're doing in Las... Right, we've got, so they're going to Las Vegas. What they're doing in Las Vegas. Well, of course, Zig Freedom Roy, they, they've been on stage for 20 years at Vegas, at the Mir- Mirage, wasn't it? Yeah, Mirage, yeah. They've been on that, I think, the longest... Or Celine Dion overtake. I think Celine Dion might overtake them now, but at the time they were the longest. Both of them are wonderful watches. Yeah, they, they were the longest <coughs> serving residents of Las Vegas. Wow. So you're going to go see them because everybody goes sees them. That's why they've been there 20 years, right? So all right, so that's because you see Creed and Roy. What happens? Oh, well, they have these tigers and they do these tricks and like I don't think because I don't even think the tricks that are in the cartoon are on stage like no they get to jump through a flaming hoop oh yeah definitely went that far and there's not that's not on stage you know um, so they're like exaggerating but then question like right so the girls the girl of Vegas the girls of music cream work that's what everyone does um wouldn't be fucking nice with the tiger modem though yes yeah, that never happens yeah. like oh you travel your one family vacation you travel the length of the country to go because we don't know how far away Springfield is because we don't know where it is no, they've tried to show them the map a couple of times, so we've got in the way. But yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, the crew have travelled the entire length of America to go to Vegas to see Siegfried and Roy, just to see them get mauled by tigers. That's funny as fuck. Put that in, and it's and, it's it, and, it's beli- and it is believable that it happened because it's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, and it did. Nothing more than just embellishing and something they've seen. It's that thing that you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. 100% or you play with the tiger you're going to get bit you know, <laughs> pretty it's much just, it's just the way it works <laughs> oh I didn't mean to do it my tigers love me yeah you whip them and keep them in cages I'm sure they fucking love you oh yeah absolutely love you yeah, yeah. it won't be confusing for a tiger at all to like jump through a hoop and have like fucking 10,000 people cheering and hollering and whooping like yeah the tiger loves that and just as we said though you know we, we, we all know cats have all had cats who have been bred to be house cats but they've still got that innate yeah. urge to go home. Don't know how domesticated a cat is. I mean, it's the reason we have, even as domesticated cats, I don't know what you do in the UK, in, around the world, but in the UK, we have a, a cat that has a little bell on it. Do you know why? So fucking know where it is at all times. No. Why is that? It's to stop it killing stuff. So when it goes out and it like sees a magpie or a, or a baby fox in your <laughs> cat's case and he sees it and it's getting bent at pounds, as it goes to pounds the bell starts ringing. So it gives the animal a, a little bit of advance warning that you know, the cat can't stalk up because the bell just rings. I just imagine the bird going, I can hear a bell. Can you hear a bell? Can you hear a bell? Can you hear a fuck? <laughs> exactly. But no, that's the idea. It's why we put cat bells on, it's why we put bells on cat collars. It's just to kind of give wildlife a fighting chance that, you know, a little bit of noise to kind of startle it before the cat rips its head off. Um, it didn't always work. It doesn't always work, no, but that's the reason we put them on. So we, we know, bell on your neck. even though they're domesticated and they're domesticated and gorgeous and lovely pets, we still put a bell on them to stop them killing shit when they go outside. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and I've never put my head in my cat's mouth. No, I have. I don't think I trust a cat with it, like <laughs> a tiger. So yeah, I think we can safely say we think this is bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit. It's 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 uh, well, it's not a well-written gag. It's not a prediction. It's uh, you wrote a joke about it, never bullet like. This never happened. It's believe you can believe it had happened. When someone went, oh, Zig, uh, Roy got fucking mauled on stage. Like, fuck, that's shocking. You just went, really? That happened before. <laughs> like, this is this the first time? Oh, most of us are sat there. Man, I don't know if it's an actual genuine reaction around the world. I just got we're sick. I'm going to talk about this uh, with, with my friend at the time, uh, my housemate, and just going, fucking get him. Well done, Tiger. When I heard about it, it's like, how did it take this long? Yeah, <laughs> it's like. What, how, why did it take this long? We, we banned in the UK. We banned um, 
animals in circuses in mm. the in the nineties, like ninety two, ninety between that ninety six or between there, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We banned animals in circuses just because it's, it's not fair. It's not their natural environment. Tigers are naturally meant to stand on a on a box and jump through a hoop. It, you know, it's, it's oh, not natural. Geez. But yeah, it, this is just it's a well written gag, and it's a fun gag. Like, oh, you're gonna go see the biggest show in America. Wouldn't it be funny if it went wrong? And how would all the family react? But Lisa would be mortified. Matt, Bart and Maggie would be laughing their heads off. I can't say it was funny, but. I also can say that I could have written that quite comfortably. Yeah, yeah, I could have quite written something some along those lines. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that Roy got mauled and like hurt quite, got injured quite badly. Well, I did, yeah. Before um, I died, yeah. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. <laughs> well, I'm not. We'll go to the next one, sir. That's two out of the way, and you, you next. Me next. Uh, yeah. But video chats. Right, okay. Oh, so I've got video chats here. What I mean is, is uh, FaceTime. I think you put two in one here. Because I've got FaceTime in season six, episode 19, Lisa's Wedding. Going back to Lisa's Wedding, the episode of Offhandedly off features one of the more vital components of the 2010s, video chat. The style of communication throughout the episode is visual via a screen, not by phone. In a world that runs on Skype, Google Hangout, and FaceTime, this is one prediction the writers had to see to believe. So this is, I'm taking that as a paste off someone else's website, and I'm not giving them credit for it because they're fucking stupid. But this is the, um, oh we love our viewers. We love our viewers, but yeah. This is the prediction that The Simpsons predicted FaceTime. So this is, um, 1995 wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it didn't come over until 2010. Well. I'm gonna get factual. No. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a bit um, generous with this. So I don't care if FaceTime came first on Apple or Facebook Messenger calls or WhatsApp video calls. No matter which one came first, I'm not gonna too fuss on that. But just video. Just video to video conferencing, like I'm on Messenger yeah. and WhatsApp today. I don't care who did it first or what came first. Just as a general thing, Simpsons predicted it. Did they? Because someone's going to need to have a chat with AT&T. Go on. Because uh, the first true video vo video conferencing system, whereby anyone could subscribe to the service and have the te technology in their home or office, so video telephony, um, was invented in 1970 by AT&T. They sold it. Ah. So someone needs to tell AT&T that they they fucking didn't do that. Since they're claiming their pattern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's... I, I really don't know what else to say. It, they they created it themselves. Oh, but wasn't this like the um, in the UK we have the Alan Sugar fax machine phone that uh, the Amstrad office phone that was all like a fax machine and a calculator and a well, and a phone all in an address book all in one, but it didn't sell because for it to work for me to be able to use my Amstrad machine and send <laughs> a fax to your office. You had to have an Amstrad machine as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it, it failed. So it doesn't matter. They still create the technology. It's not like it was a. Oh, right, let's be even more generous. So ACT created this that no one knew about. In but, they didn't know. but they didn't know about right. it. People used it, but. But um, let's be more generous and say 2010 when everybody's FaceTiming each other. Okay. Because this wasn't that seems to be that was for business by the sounds of that. But it would have still been known. It's not like it was. Yeah, this wasn't a business call. This was a mother. 
talking to a okay. daughter on okay. the video. Okay, we'll, we'll do that then. Yeah. So let's just say it's social, and everyone, everyone's got access to it. So we'll just pretend, we'll, we'll separate business and pleasure. Okay. Yeah, so okay. business is like, you might have it in the office, you've got it, but if you're a successful business, you might have it as a okay. sign of wealth. Simpsons. You're fucking stretching this out now, but that's... But, right. but Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons display as a daughter, video calling a mum. So the kind of, everybody's got it. It's a okay. regular everyday thing. And she's not strapped or surprised by it. I mean, there's, there's one bit with Marge crossing her fingers. I can see you, Mum. Oh. No video. Oh, Which kind of says it might be new, but yeah. everyone's got it. Um, but it, it's not a new thing. So the greetings and salutations at the beginning of this episode? Every time I, well, you, you, you got this a couple of weeks ago, you realised what it was. And I've been saying greetings and salutations for about 10 years. And you're the first person to get the reference. I was kind of like, part of me was like, yes, someone got it. And other part of me was like, fuck, someone got it. <laughs> I just, I finally watched, I hadn't watched it for a long time, and I watched Demolition Man. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I recognised that. I recognised that from somewhere else. But who is that? Yeah, <laughs> Stop or Presents it. I'm sure I've seen this before. Yeah, um, yeah I watched I've watched Demolition Man countless times. It's one of my favourite films of all time. But it went about ten years ago when I started doing on-camera interviews and well, not on-camera, but radio interviews and presenting. I just watched Demolition Man and went, "I love that's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good intro, and easily recognisable by." And um, I'll steal that. I'll steal that, <laughs> and I did. Um, <laughs> on Demolition Man, the very famous scene where um, he walks into. His new apartment. He's getting his knitting out of the box in here. Yeah. Then eventually this video thing comes on, this naked woman goes, Oh, sorry, wrong It's just a picture, isn't it? It's just a picture that turns to a naked woman and she's like, Hi, uh, oh, wrong number. And he's like, Don't don't apologise. But that was 1993. That's video calling. That's two years before. I'm sure I've got loads of Well, my first one's got on this. I didn't even have Demolition Man down. On my notes here, I've got Back to the Future Part 2. Which part? Uh, so when Future Mart is getting fired, like Mart is hitting oh, the cupboard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Future Mart's hanging upside down because he's got yeah. a back injury, his boss is on the screen, like he's You're oh, fired. You're fired and it's like a fax machine. That were in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that predates um, Demolition Man. And going back even further than that, I realised after I put my notes together, um, Star Trek. Original Star Trek. I'm pretty sure I got it in the series. Which has been in the 60s, but they definitely had it in Star Trek 2 Wrath of Khan. Um, I have to believe on that one. Where it's kind of, you know, um, there's this Klingon's approaching on screen, or, you know, um, Commander Sonsa has got a commander says hailing us on screen, and you see Kirk sat in the captain's chair on the bridge. With a cigar talk, and a whiskey. Talk, talk, he's talking to the big fucking viewing screen, and you can see the captain on the Oh, and, the yeah, ship, yeah, yeah. and they're talking to each other. And it's like that's that's. Exactly the same. I'm pretty sure that's been around. I'm pretty sure that was in the series in the sixties. It was definitely in Wrath of Khan. So I remember Khan and Kurt talking to each other over the screen. So that's in the sixties. Thunderbirds did it as well. Yeah, because when we used to come up on Thunderbirds, we used to talk to each other, and so it means nothing to me. This it's this, this isn't a prediction. This is a sci-fi trope. Yeah, exactly. So Let's we, we debunk the other two as well, written gags. This is just the. And they're over off. It's in an overused sci-fi trope. Like nearly every sci-fi show has it. Of course, it's for me. Like this is just. I don't need to, in, think we need to talk about this anymore. This is done. It's, it's very very simple. They've, they've 
used it, as you said, a sci-fi trope, but it's been done countless times before. Yeah. So what about them, the same episode where they predict smartwatches? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just, I think I still think of my throat. <laughs> um, well, James Bond had one in Octopussy mm-hmm. to start with. Uh, but, you know, they had the smartwatches uh, in this episode where uh, they're looking at just like wearable tech. Uh, and it was like, oh, well, in the same episode, Lisa's wedding, they predicted, you know, they used a smartwatch. But, you know, we've seen. So, firstly, we'll, we'll, we'll do it the other way around. We'll go down pop culture first. So, James Bond had it in Octopussy. He was definitely wearing wearable tech. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. Um, and there's going to be loads and loads more. The first two come to my mind are Saturday morning kids cartoons, Inspector Gadget and Mask. Inspector, I love Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget's amazing and one of the best theme tunes of all time. But he had the little watch with a speaker on it. And didn't it have a little satellite pop out? And the radar dish pop out or something, didn't it, and stuff. Um, Mask um, had it where Mask was sort of like. Um, not the Jim Carrey mask. Not the Jim Carrey mask. Fuck off, the proper mask. <laughs> Cartoon mask, it's amazing. There's hopefully, please, uh, they, they've been. Hasbro have been teasing a, a mask film for the last like eight years, and I really want to see that. It was supposed to. They were, they were going to bring it out. and were going to tie into Transformers, but Bumblebee failed. Um, the cinemas. They were going to reboot Transformers with Bumblebee, and the yeah, they mask, did well. And it did. Bumblebee was actually a good film uh, compared to the rest of the Transformers. Um, but yeah, they were going to bring masks. So I really hope we still get masks. But this were. Um, if you remember, there were a secret agency who based in Boulder Hill. Which was a petrol station that transformed into a military base with guns on it, right. and all their cars would like have a jeep, and the car would, the front would pop up, and a jet ski would come out, or a, a motorbike, yeah, the yeah, back yeah, would come yeah, up, yeah, and it'd yeah. be a helicopter. It was basically like every cartoon in the eighties that we love was made to sell toys. Oh, okay. it was like that's a car that turns, that's a bike that turns to a helicopter, and then straight after the episode ended, in shot now when this new bike that turns to a helicopter. Wow, and the I must have it. Um, but they had, <laughs> but they had um, they had watches where they're all like normal jobs, like lifeguards or, or uh, construction workers or something. And they'd be doing something on site, and the phone would beep, and they'd look down, and instead of the time, it'd be flashing a picture of their mask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'd hit it and run off. That's well, that's, that's a smart watch. And that's exactly how you um, you probably see me already in this video. I got a message through. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep stopping. Yeah. Yeah. That's keep stopping your car, your car from turning into it fighter jet or something. Fucking stay outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's not room to take off on this street, stop it. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it's, it's an amazing cat but that's, that's essentially <laughs> a smartwatch. Again, this is another thing. We could probably talk and bring up loads and loads of options about when this has happened before. There's no point. Sure, John Knight, you did it as well. Yeah, we could go around in circles on I'm this. I'm sure, but ultimately, there was many, many, many more before 1995 of smartwatches. Mm-hmm. So again, same 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 as FaceTime slash video conferencing, calling, or all that scenario. Smartwatches in the same episode. Neither of them were predictions. Yeah, no, it's, it's a sci-fi trope that's been used a lot. <coughs> it's, it's how do you predict the future? Something that we have today that's got a futuristic edge on it. Oh, it's a watch, but you can talk into it as if it's a phone. You yeah. can see your messages on screen. It's that. That's, it's what we've got now, so you know you know what it does because we have them now, but. This is what it does in the future. In the future, with five things in one, mm, it's, it's just, that's what sci-fi tropes are. It's how they're successful. It's how sci-fi is successful. So, yeah. I mean, I think the first time I've ever seen video conferencing, I think, 
and I'm going to be calling. Someone's going to call me wrong in the in the in the comments here. So please do, please prove it and show, show me I'm wrong. But I'm going to say Star Trek in the 1960s, the original series. Um, well, someone's, someone's going to come with some like obscure episode of the Twilight Zone in, in 52 or something. Like. I must Thunderbirds. Was that 70s? That was late 60s, early 70s. Was it? I think Star Trek was 67. Right. Okay. So Thunderbirds might have put Star Trek to it. Do you think they might be close? Doctor Who. Who? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I reckon Doctor Who's on video conference in the TARDIS. Well, it does fly around in a fucking telephone box. Yeah, it? I'm pretty sure William Hartnell might have had it. That's just come to my head right then. Yeah, I'm going to change it. I think it was William Hartnell's Doctor Who was the first time I saw teleconferencing. Tell us um, in the comments. But yeah, interesting to see see what actually was. Um, but yeah, that one's that's debunked. Yeah, so we've we've Tony Siegfried and Rod, FaceTime, smartwatches, and Donald Trump. So next one, I'll probably bring up is the NSA spying scandal. So in the Simpsons movie in 2007, um, they predicted that the NSA was spying on us. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly this was a prediction, which is quite funny because when I was young, I was told I was being spied on all the time. Not just about Claus. Santa Claus or <laughs> all the neighbours, you know. But no, it's it's like say you can um first because like George Arnold was nine eighty four, Big Brother's watching you. Yeah, of course. Cameras everywhere and everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah. Um one that comes to my mind is Enemy of the State, you know. Oh crap, yeah. Gene Gene Hackman Gene and Hackman. Smith. Amazing format. Well they just simply said, you know, since you mentioned the mobile phone, they can just take your calls out of the air, you don't even need to like, you know, mm -hmm. steal your data there and then, you don't need to wiretap anything anymore. So, that was 97, I think, that movie. Um, there's a thing in the 90s where the term air gap computer came about in the 90s. I've never heard of that. Um, so, an air gap computer is like a laptop that's never been connected to the internet. Oh, right, okay. So that it can't be tracked. Um, because even if it's connected to the internet, once it's just to download some drivers for it, then it's... I suppose with no GPS or... Yeah. Anything like that, yeah. So it's air, there's a, like, basically air gap, there's a gap there between the computer and the internet, so yeah, it's never yeah, been yeah. connected. Um, air gap became a, a regular spot, not that, not that popular saying if you've not heard it, but um, yeah, an air gap computer would have thing in the 90s. I'm just a simple Yorkshireman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this I is. I have got an air gap between that even. <laughs> but no, this, this again is, is a sci fi show, the government's always spying. It's, how many. TV and movies have been where uh, X Files, the shadow government who was spying on and knew what you were doing. Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, this could have simply been lifted from that, but um... I mean, they didn't say in that prediction. They didn't say Edward Snowden in it. No, it's, but Snowden came out in two thousand thirteen and specifically stated here's fact. Yeah. But so many people before that have said governments are spying on us and. What were they even spying? Were they NSA in the Simpsons episode? Were they even spying on everybody? Because I remember it's been Marge, Marge says the spying on us, NSA spying on us. And there's a guy in the thing going, "Oh, the quarters," and that, I think just listening in on. on I, I remember when she goes to um, the NSA headquarters and she's walking past, and it's, it's just a computer like America's top ten most wanted, and they're listening in on them. Um, was other jokes? I don't think it's the same episode. I've watched that many Simpsons. Um, they do blur. They do blur a bit. But I remember one where you just remember where they're outside in a in a flower van, like such so, uh, florists, 
And the guy goes, the nonce was go! And the van drives away, and then another van pulls up oh, like yeah, piano yeah. tuners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listening again, like a different van to work. I can't remember which one that is, but yeah, I definitely remember that. Um, so it's not a new thing, the government spying on us. Um, I mean, fuck's sake, we, we have a conspiracy channel. How many things, how many of our future conspiracies are going to be about shadow governments and. What? And based on the government hiding things. There's a shadow government. Last week we were talking about MI5 covering up Paul McCartney's death. Which is true. Like that, that was in the 60s, so that's long before. Like, I think the only correlation with this and the Edward Snowden scandal is that they named the NSA. Yeah. Which, if any branch of the government were going to be spying on people, it would probably be the NSA. I'm pretty sure what Gene Hackman said in 1997, on any this day, the NSA can steal a time off your fucking wristwatch. That's one of, I'm sure that's one of the quotes. We can see the time. We've got a solid, we can see the time off it, yeah. yeah so it reminds me of the, the tour at Ellen Road, where I used to work, I used to work at Ellen Road. I've called the tour a few times. And um, I had to go on the tour so I knew what were happening and stuff. And um, I've heard the same joke every year for about four years. Because it's the same guy that gives the tour. He goes, it shows you in the um, surveillance box that the police use. Yeah, yeah. all the cameras in the crowd and stuff and it goes and we can we can see it all we would think, if you flick a coin at top of beast no we can tell you if it's heads or tails <laughs> <laughs> that's his little joke that he uses all the time like it's 40,000 people got a bit of pick them out a bit of identifying and his, his way of bragging on with the cameras are is he has that little joke so if you stand at top of beast no and flick a coin we can tell you down here if it's heads or tails we need to like, casino don't we it is like that it's funny when you first down and it's like hear it three times a year yeah. every year for four years you're like if you flick a coin, yep, there it is. It's still using that. Maybe that's it's like the front <laughs> failed because he had his yeah, 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 his cameras and we're doing seeing what it was going to be. Yeah, um, yeah. This is again sci-fi trope. It's how it's in it's in in the public zeitgeist, isn't it? The government spying on you, government's watching you. And the national and the NSA were the organisation which is most likely to do it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the law, and I'm not, I don't know if it's the law anymore, and I don't even know if I'm just making this up, but I'm pretty sure the law of the NSA was you're allowed to, you're not allowed to take homegrown data but you can spy on the rest of the world, that's the whole point of the NSA. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was the thing that was spying on it, because the one, and their argument was, oh we're not spying on individual Americans, we're spying on all Americans, because <laughs> the one like tapping your phone and missing your conversations, they were just taking every bit of data that went through the internet, so if your voice calls, your emails, your... Yeah, yeah. and it just massive data and just went and just got like sorted through for trigger words and stuff yeah um, that's right we have the same with uh, men with hell yeah it does up in Harrogate it's a listening place yeah, yeah. Um, so big, I, big golf balls aren't they I remember as kids we in, in the paper I think when the sun the shit rag that is the sun toilet paper um, printed like the ten words that men with hell look out for on calls like they don't listen to your calls but the system's on the telephone system's on me, so if you say these words, it automatically triggers me and we felt then it starts listening. Right, so tell us what they are and everyone starts saying it. And you get this list of ten words. And I remember me and my mate just like ringing each other's houses, just having a, we'd write a conversation with these ten words in. Bomb! a conversation and we're like, yeah, I met that with a bomb last night and uh, yeah, I can't wait to get to um, light this fuse up on Friday. And you know, making shit up like that, we're just dropping these words like, if we use all ten words, we're going to get a visit from military police. and. Obviously, nothing ever happened because they're not going to print something that's national security in a fucking shit rack. Never paper. listen to that car going. Fucking nobbits. <laughs> What's oh, the other about? Oh no, we're after. Sorry, I'm going to say um, the spy. Not about several spy scandals. The picture said, "Yeah, did we have talk about the shit rack that is the fucking sun? We love it. 
Did they get prosecuted before 2007? For hacking the voicemail of a dead girl. Yeah, Millie Dowler. Yeah, 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 Millie Dowler, poor girl, got fucking murdered. And the son were hacking her voicemail. And that's why they couldn't find her. It took them so long to find her because they said that there, was, there was activity on a mobile phone, yeah. so she must be alive somewhere. And, but it won't, the activity wasn't there long enough to be to be located, but it kept pinging. And it went, yeah, it's fucking Shepard's summer. Happening to a and there was loads of celebrities as well that won their cases. That's right, yes, and that was a. Uh, um, Paul Gascoigne, his family thought he got sectioned because his family thought he were. We were at that Nike event, weren't we? Yeah, with. Uh, with uh, and even Paul Gascoigne and Vinnie Jones. Um, but he said he got sectioned because he was saying someone listened to his phone, he kept down the clickers when he listened to his phone, and they thought he'd gone fucking nuts and, and se- his family sectioned him. And then 10 years later, he won a fucking massive payout from courts going, oh yeah, yeah, we, we did we, we did hack Gazza's phone. Uh, do, um, and. and which popular celebrity person who sits on TV channels today who's not been put in through court or go to prison did it? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Piers Morgan um, was he? Well, let's be honest, here, for legal reasons, he didn't do it. He did not do it. it was he, he was the boss in charge of everybody who was doing it. Yes. And he says he knew nothing about it. Okay. I'll, and if he knew it, he'd have put a stop to it. So, I mean, but my, in my opinion, if your staff think it's okay to go do that. One, you're responsible for your staff, so I don't care if you knew about it or not, you should be prosecuted because it's your staff doing it. And two, if your staff think it's okay to do that, what kind of fucking office are you running? Yeah, just like, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, just yeah. do it, just do it. Yeah. Uh, is it. Is it a case of you've got sleazeball, you're, you're hiring the sleaziest fucking dirty, dirty smear merchants, or are these people who are doing things that they know are despicable, but have to do them just to keep the jobs? Yeah, so to make this very clear, this is just our opinion that this might have happened. Yeah, yeah, this is conjecture in my opinion. It's the disclaimers at the front of the video. So <laughs> fuck you, Piers Morgan. <laughs> we love you, Piers Morgan. Nah, he's a fucking cunt. If he wants to shout about us on Twitter, please do. More people get to know we exist. Cheers, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, NSA yeah. spy scandal. Bullshit. Bullshit again. Well, no, they do it, but they didn't predict it. No, they didn't predict it. Yeah, it's yeah. a sci fi truck that's been used plenty of times, and we've seen. I think it was like two, five, maybe 2005 was the sun case and stuff so that's kind of high profile you can see how people hack phones and stuff and yeah I mean if, if, and if, if reporters can do this what can the government do um, I'm pretty sure that a mobile company that I used to work for um, if you called someone's number and they've not set a pin code it was just set a zero 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 you could just go in and change their pin yeah well this how they did it you just interrupt hash change their pin have a listen yeah, this is how they did. They got in people's phones by changing the pin codes. And it, was, it wasn't particularly secure, secure back then. No, but going in just to dial in zero zero zero, no zero zero one zero zero two until they got a hit with it. Um, right then, I yeah. guess we've done that one. What's your? Have you got any more? Uh, three eyed fish. The three eyed fish. Uh, so Blinkit, the uh, famous three eyed fish from the beginning of every episode, like jumps out. Was he the first conspiracy? He was the. I don't know if it was the first conspiracy. What year was it? Uh, uh, this just says season two, episode four, two yes. cars in every garage. Season two is definitely the earliest one we've got. I think I've not got anything earlier than season five. Um, I think. So Blinky is a three-eyed fish that has been used by major news publications, linked to the commentary on nuclear waste and mutation. Right. But so uh, I think he's been in Simpsons from day one. Yeah, probably. And I think it's being used by other agencies, like licensed from The Simpsons to be sort of like 
our major news publications will have like a toxic spell and they'll have a picture of Blinker <laughs> from The Simpsons on it just to make it a bit light-hearted. Oh, Fukushima. Oh, Fukushima. Here's, here's Blinker from The Simpsons. It's good. We can <laughs> laugh. Like, no, no, this is, this is really fucking serious. Um, but... What are you looking at? Making sure we're recording. Yeah, yeah, making sure we're recording still. Um, so it's happened before. I say it again. It's happened before. <laughs> it's happened before. It'll happen again. Um, but yeah, so this this became a thing in 2011 when fishermen caught a three-eyed wolffish in a reservoir that feeds um, near a nuclear power plant in Argentina. Um, again, can I say that word? Inevitable. Because if you're around nuclear waste with animals that can evolve extraordinarily quickly or mutate very quickly and have and birth. It's not like humans where you have to wait till you're 20, have a kid, wait for them to grow up. They have, it's like fish just go through constant, constant. So well, their DNA could change very, very quickly based on you. Yeah, because you've got you're su- such a high spawn rate. We have yeah, one course. kid every third, well, we have one kid a year, essentially. <laughs> I'd have 38 years. No, but the most we could have is one kid a year from the age of 18. Yeah, back in the Because a woman, yeah. yeah. Um, Suppose you, you could have more if I got irradiated as an 18 year old man, I got irradiated and then I could have. Well, you could have got more women. If, if you've yeah. got 100 women, you could knock up 100 women in a week. But Yeah, and that, that DNA is passing on in new in different ways. But uh, fish generally have a, a quicker spawn cycle. Yeah. They have a you know, shorter life cycle than us, therefore, a bigger spawn cycle. Um, so you're going to see it in aquatic, aquatic animals very quickly? Yeah, well, a, a mutation that take 100 years and us might take 10 years in a fish. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, and again, I suppose it's, it's the because it's a free-eyed fish and it's near a nuclear power plant. Um, it's Simpsons, and I think it's it though. It's it's. I've seen so many. Uh, again, I'm going to go into sci-fi tropes. So um, movies such as um, one of my favourite B movies of all time, Zombievers. <laughs> what the fuck is Zombievers? <laughs> Before you start, this sounds fucking nuts. <laughs> A zombie, a zombie beaver. Is that what it really is? Yeah. So basically, um, <laughs> a toxic waste falls off this truck and rolls down a hill into um, a river, and the beavers are building a dam. Then it gets caught in the dam, and the barrel starts leaking, and then these beavers just start attacking people. Um, and then when the beavers, they either kill you, or if they bite you, you get away you turn into a zombie so people start growing like big long teeth and oh, all I'm going to say is right now I've got a thousand innuendos through my mind they're all in the film Gra- a, a beaver that bites that's in the film Vice <laughs> <coughs> uh, there's some of that so there's um, there's one scene if I remember rightly where um, oh, a woman's man. private area which is known as the beaver yeah turns into a beaver <laughs> It goes deep in the middle of sex and bites the guy's thing off. Um, there's another one where she's going down on a guy and starts growing beaver teeth and bites it off. Oh, um, even the the theme tune isn't like the the tune at the end for the credit for the end credits is amazing. It's like this really chilled out lounge music, like jazz lounge music. Can I see what this got written on IMDb? Because this sounds fascinating. It is fantastic. It's one of the shit, it, the greatest shit films ever. Uh, it's, it's not a shit film, it's, it's just a um, B-movie, it's brilliant. But the, the tune at the end of the credits is going, um, The beaver's chewing through the walls, Your girlfriend's biting off your balls on beavers. <laughs> well, I'd advise people just to click this 
to get that as your ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's a great bit where this old couple sat and he's stroking the Labrador outside of his chair. Camera cuts away, comes back and he's stroking a zombie. Either. <laughs> Do they just like t- t- turn in the blink of an eye? So. Yeah, like the, the, it starts off right at the beginning, they're, they're swimming in this lake and then uh, the beavers start attacking them, so they run to it. And this is great beaver, they just, this woman goes mental up one of the blocks. It's like high school kids in a cabin, right, in the woods for the summer kind of thing. And um, it got a respectable 4.8. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was expecting a 2.1. <laughs> but like, now see, now you can see where they're in the lake. They run away from the beavers, and this one lad just turns around and picks up the jack rolls from frozen in the water to slow the beavers down. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> Fuck a, fuck a duck or a beaver in this occasion. I was expecting this to be like fucking Sharknado or something. But no, no, this is better. It came about because of Sharknado wow. and Mega Shark and stuff like that. It's brilliant. It's an amazing. Please go watch. We're getting no money for this other than I just think everybody should watch some beavers. I'm, I'm going to go watch some beaver for the beaver that bites. Um, <laughs> but that they came about from nuclear waste. Um, going back to the 80s, I remember the Traumaville movies. Um, they were um, nuclear waste. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids, do you remember them? Um, I know their name, I cannot picture So it was like, you, as little girls and their like, sisters and stuff, like Cabbage Patch Dolls. Yeah, and they went, they went evil. And then they had like, all oh, these, these Cabbage Patch Dolls had got um, hit by sewage, like nuclear radiate, uh, nuclear toxic waste, and then the grew into these evil stuff, it was like full of snot and, and maybe bins and so it was sort of like, let's make Cabbage Patch Dolls appealable to young boys because they look bogeys and poo and, and rubbish. Who doesn't like bogeys yeah. and poo? Um, actually, talking about radiation and mutations, comic books. That's loads of them. Loads of them. Spider-Man, bitten by a radioactive spider. Correct. Hole, hit by gamma radiation. Uh, Fantastic Four, cosmic radiation. With the Flash, was it? Uh, flash... No, Flash was covered in chemicals while hit by lightning. Alright, okay, I'm fucking bit off there. I don't think DC had, I think it's just Marvel, like, I think nearly every Marvel character is created by radiation, the vast majority of them are created by some form of radiation, but I don't think DC had any that were created by radiation. Is that right? Marvel might just be really lazy beginning when, right, so, we've got this guy who swings from, swings, got powers, he's got this um, proportional strength of a spider and he can cling to walls and he can swing around on webs, right, Spider-Man, brilliant, right, how do you get his powers? Uh, radiation? Hmm. We've done radiation, like, can't you get Bitten by a spider, oh cool, but why did the spider a radioactive spider? <laughs> We're back to radiation again, Stan! <laughs> <laughs> and they probably ripped off Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Godzilla, bought <laughs> from radiation. Gaika, whatever his name is. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, things being mutated by radiation, and I always thought Mr. Burns was, a kind of a joke of like how shit he runs his plot and how much he cares for, how little he cares for safety that it's radiation burns. There was that episode, yeah brilliant, I didn't notice that, but there was that episode before I'm sure where it was the X-Files episode where he's running through the woods going in the dark or fucking high as a kite or fucking because he's all green and you've got radiation exposure. Uh, was that radiation exposure or was that because he'd not taken his medicine or something? Well I'm sure Smithers had to dope him up with something. That, yeah. That's why his eyes roll in four different directions and he yeah. was green. And he was really loving and liked yeah. everybody. And yeah, and they all thought he was an alien. Yeah. But yeah, that's from radiation and um, shit. One of the Simpsons movie, they put a dome over them because the power plant, because I won Green Day playing a, a gig on a floating raft in a lair. Full of sewage jar. Full of radiant toxic waste, and choose a thing. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the running joke is it, 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 it leaks radiation into the water and. 
was this are safety measures in Argentina lesser than what they are in Europe and America so are they allowed to put more radiation to what more toxic waste to what where we're not here um, and did they have did this plan have a leak in 1991 and we catch a fish in 2011 which is 20 years of breeding it, I, w- I would also say that if you think of the millions and millions and millions of fish mm-hmm. at some point regardless of whether there's a regardless of whether there was even nuclear waste if we had no nuclear waste at all no radiation on the face of the planet at some point you're going to find a three-eyed fish you're going to find a fish with two fins yeah humans we we have mutations constantly people with six toes and yeah and uh, or as we call them people from norfolk I mean, blue eyes, for goodness sake, you know what I mean? Yeah, blue eyes, isn't that genetic mutation, blue eyes? Yeah, it used to be brown and then genetically changed to blue. I think the brown was the dominating one, wasn't it? The I mean, blue defective gene, I think it is Something as well. Like that. That's why we've got blue eyes, because we defective gene. Yeah, yeah, so we have mutations constantly. Now, yeah, don't get me wrong, I don't see many cyclopses walking around or things like that, but you find people born with one eye. Yeah. Or, you know, and or it, it happens, right? So eventually, for something that can spawn very, very, very quickly, you're gonna, you're gonna find it now. Find it power plant. The, the, the quickest way to see, the quickest way to see mutations is through genetic defects. Yeah. So you see it with, um, well, incest in humans causes massive genetic defects. Um, some cultures marry first cousins, and that causes genetic defects in the in their kids. Um, when you have, uh, if you breed dogs, yeah, yeah. <coughs> German shepherds, you breed German exactly shepherds, same, yeah, yeah. become, you know, uh, you get, if you breed a dog, then you breed the puppies with its mother, you get instant genetic defects instantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a mutation. That's so for me, like it's a, it's a fucking coincidence that the farmers next to next to a nuclear power plant. Yeah. What what I find what I find more disturbing is not that the farmers three eyed fish in the reservoir wild that feeds an area nuclear power plant in Argentina, but. Why the fuck are you fishing in the reservoir next to a nuclear power plant? Because <laughs> what they're thinking is if you go swimming in it, they might get two nicks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. But, um, I fuck like Hulk. <laughs> I want to see that zombie <laughs> beaver movie. <laughs> For losers, I've still got one. <laughs> um, I, I don't but, know. Yeah, why, why would you fish in a reservoir next to a nuclear power plant? Not. I mean, not it, me, but to get back to the point of having a three-eyed fish, it's more likely to be something aquatic if it's because you because there's always these things where you see they're just pumping stuff into the river yeah nuclear waste into a river you don't you very rarely see them sticking them on a rocket and flying it to space it's always pumped into a river so yeah because it goes out to sea and, and yeah i mean remember our beaches in 90s our seas in 90s were just shit because we just pumped so much crap and sewage in them awful like i remember going to blackpool as a kid and you couldn't go in the sea oh can i go in the sea no <laughs> no you can't <laughs> You're going to go and see you coming at riddled, mate, you know. Um, was that like, without a shark, just my foot, mate, what a turd. You know, he, <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing, the Blackpool now is, is actually looking a bit better. They're really clean now. They're really clean as a sea. fair, lots, lots of UK beaches have been properly tidied up now, so yeah. fair play to them. Fair play to them. But growing up in the 90s, that oh. thing, wasn't it? Where, like, you could see the pipe where the sewage came out, like, just a mile down the road. Just because of swinging shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we used to dump stuff in the water all the time. Um, now you get fined if you get caught doing it. Just clever writing um, for me. Yeah. Just using true. the most. You've, you've got Mr. Burns, has got nuclear power plant. Nuclear power plant's 
spit, uh, put things into the water. So, what's the most prevalent thing in the water? Outside of an amoeba, which you can't see, but it's going to be a fish. Yeah, I, I, I think just a, a clever visual gag that conveys a lot of information. That, that fish pops up for like 0.4 of a second or something stupid. Jumps up, winks and goes down. It's not in a full second, it's there. Um, but that instantly tells you, oh, there's a nuclear power plant. He jumps up in front of, oh, there's a nuclear power plant. They put shit in the water because the fish is mutated. The guy who owns the power plant ain't very good. He's not good. But you get all that in half a second with fish yeah, jumping exactly. past. It's a great visual gag that conveys a lot of information. It's really good, right? Yeah. And again, I think this is just something that if Simpsons want a thing, do you think we'd even know about this three-eyed fish? What I, need, what I didn't do, because I didn't know we were bringing that one up, is I didn't do any investigation to say was a three-eyed fish before The Simpsons. Let us know in the comments if there has been, because has there been a three-eyed fish before The Simpsons? I don't know. I know that, um, yeah, uh, this is like season two episode four. Would that um, be Nat 2? Nat 3? I think it was something like that. Yeah. It says two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. Right. Is the name of the episode. Um, I think Bink is on the beginning of, from the very first episode. Right. Blink it. But, I mean, they just, the site I references this um, episode because it says three eyes on every fish in the title. Okay. Um, but it was 2011 when they caught the fish. So, let's so again, I just think they using probabilities, very quick gags, mm-hmm. and just because of, there might have been again, please do put in the comments if you've seen one, but or seen anything of it. But even if you haven't, you're going to be able to hazard a guess. How many times do we see stuff that washes up on beach? Now we've got social media. We post, everyone posts everything. You see pictures going. What the fuck is this? I found this on. Like strange creature washes up on shore, no one knows what the fuck it is. Well, it was only, I don't know when they did it, but it was only reported earlier in November, earlier this month, that um, they've finally done a pig human chimera. They finally crossbred a human chimera with a pig. Go check it out. Is that embryotic cells, I'm guessing? Yeah, but they've let it gestate for a while. Oh, they kill it. Yeah, but yeah. just to go, we can do it. We really. can do it, yeah. yeah. So it's not outside the realms of possibility that stuff like that's happening. Without anyone really fucking knowing what's going on, without sort of proper clinical trials. Proper clinical trials. Here's, here's, yeah. here's what we're doing with it, everyone can see. But so if you can see Doris back, backstage, she, she's got a, a special bat. So what you're saying is, when America got to war North Korea, they released the pig soldiers. Yes. <laughs> Reminds me more like Prometheus than anything else, you know, the creation of the alien race. But um, but yeah, I mean, we do that anyway. Yeah. We do that constantly. Yeah. I think this is just. Yeah, it's again dropping on scientific tropes, sci-fi tropes of radiation creates Spider-Man, radiation creates on toxic waste, creates trauma build and, and um... fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, they would be Fox Simpsons, and they got fucking created by toxic waste. Hold on, I'm just looking at my Marge Simpson watch. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a trope that's been long through like. Cause it used to be thinking toxic waste is dangerous and watch out for it, and every kid's going, I want to get covered in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. become a superhero. Oh, so, not me, I become a fucking super villain. So for me, <laughs> I, I think this is. Okay, yeah. It's just another thing that could easily be predicted. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it says a lot in a very, very small amount of seconds about who Mr. Burns is very, yeah. very quickly. And the power plant is at the centre of. Yeah, everyone's know, jobs, everyone's. One of the main characters, Homer, works there, all his friends work there. But town supplied by it if, if Mr Burns does something it affects the town I mean, one episode he blocks out the fucking sun yeah so who shot Mr Burns episode one yeah um, why so I remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that was straight <laughs> off at some I, I even remember the, the, the ad TV advert about who shot Mr Burns <laughs> <laughs> that's your second ringtone of the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah so it's just 
yeah, this power plant's important. Let's put a quick visual gag in that conveys a lot of information. And then, what, 30 years later, someone goes, we caught a three-eyed fish just like Simpson. <gasps> Simpson's predicted this happened. No, no, they didn't. They were conveying a lot of information. Because at the beginning, right, you've got to think those opening credits conveys a lot of it. it clouds break, it comes down past the um, nuclear power plant, fish jumps out of the water, then it goes over, you follow Bart off from school, don't you, when you go through the through the town and you see quite a lot of stuff in Springfield that, oh, this is important, this is what, you know things, you know the city already before the episode starts. Oh, yeah, starts. yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since it's in episode. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that whole start-up yeah. is designed to give you a lot of information so you know where this is taking place, what's happening, who these people are. When you, when you see more pop up, you know who he is because you've seen him coming out of the bar and shouting at people at the beginning and yeah. um, you've seen the bullies cutting the head off the statue or whatever. Um, the yeah. copying the donut, so you know what kind of you know, all that cops incompetent. So you're not surprised me. So you know the kind of, it gives a lot of information at the beginning. Again, very well what beginning. And but like many of the early episodes of The Simpsons, very hilarious. Yeah. yeah, very funny. Shame what happened after. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, it's my choice now. It is indeed. Ooh, let's have a look. Um, I think I'm going to go Nobel Prize now. So there was. In season 22, episode 1, called Elementary School Musical, uh, supposedly they predicted in 2010 that Bent Holmstrom, sorry if I pronounced that terribly, um, would be a Nobel Prize winner. In And in 2016, he did indeed win a Nobel Prize. I'll let you, I, I, I'll let you give me your thoughts. Wasn't this, wasn't this one of the things that wasn't a... a uh, out and out gag. This was a uh, you have to freeze frame to see it or something. Or yeah, I mean it's on a. They were doing. A this is something where what I'm trying to get is this one where Simpsons did the future. People have gone back looking for it. Yeah, it were, and it was very quick. They were doing like a raffle or something to say. Yeah, like a sweepstake. Yeah, yeah, a sweepstake yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, and his name was on there, mm-hmm. but he wasn't circled as the winner. He was next to the someone else had been circled. He was just on the strip. Right. So if we take that gag as a prediction, I think he predicts it. Then he predicts because he didn't win it that year. No. And they didn't predict he'd win it that year. He wasn't even circled. So what's the prediction? Well, just the fact his name's on there. But the the way I see but, it, yeah, his name's on there. This one, no, I remember recently. I got really pissed off at this one when researching it because yeah, his name's on there along with about three other people. Who happened to be the four biggest economists in their field? Well, not necessarily in the economy, but they, they definitely the. Oh no, they were economists. They're all economists, they? and it's like, yeah, if anyone, someone's going to win the Nobel Prize for economics, well, there's four people in the world who are only four people with a possibility of winning it. Yeah. So they put all four yeah. names down. And you had like chemists and all sorts. So yeah. I've got a couple of things written down here. So um, Holmstrom was widely known as one of the best. He had an extraordinarily distinguished career. And even then, his colleagues said that the economic prize was long overdue. So they're even yeah. saying, "Fucking hell, it took a long time." Well, in 2016, they went about fucking time. Yeah, exactly. This guy's the, the shit. You know yeah, how's it taken this long to win it? Uh, and for me, it's very, very easy where someone goes, "Who are the best four economists? Who are the best four chemists? Who yeah. you know, continue, continue?" Because other the other people on that list were um, Jagdish Bhagwati. Avanish Dixie and uh, Alan and Helpman, they were all leading economists of the world at that time. And if you stick uh, Holmstrom in, at some point, 
one of those four we're going to win. We could be having this conversation about somebody else very easily. Yeah, I mean, didn't two or three of those four go on to win it anyway? I don't. Over the next ten years, from they predicted, I think three of those four all won it. Well, over the next ten years. Um, So you've not predicted the right person. You've not predicted the right year. So this isn't a prediction at all. This is just someone's gone back to try find one so they can go. I found a a Simpsons prediction. But um, if they'd have said Bate Holmstrom in 2016 will become a Nobel Prize winner, I'd have been more like, "Ooh." You've said that in 2010. His colleagues would have come out and gone. He's going to wait till 2016. That's a bit fucking unfair. No, but if they said the year, yeah, yeah, and said said the person, that's a prediction. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, not, maybe not. Well, Even if you're in the top four, you'd say him on this year. Yeah. That's a prediction. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't get the year right, and they didn't get the name right. They didn't even circle him. They didn't even circle him, they circled someone else. Yeah. So, it's a prediction that they predicted that he wouldn't win it in 2010, and he didn't, so the prediction's true. Because they circled Whoa. the name next to him. Have you just in fucking Jedi Mind Trick Man? Hold on a second. No, that's not what I predicted. Because even, per- even the person circled didn't predict it. Because that means 24 other people yeah. didn't win either, so they've got it right 24 times. <laughs> oh, however many else were on that grid. Um, so again, this wasn't even really a prediction. No. They've basically listed the four... Best this has been shoehorned in as yeah. a prediction. Right. They've listed the four... They've mentioned his name among uh, Nobel Prize for Economic Winners. Yeah, in fact, I'd be ha- in fact, if I had a, a connection, I'd be actually intrigued to find out to remember who the actual um, what they predicted. Um, this is very rude of us. So what, we'll, Nobel we'll Prize, what Nobel Prize in twenty ten? Uh, tw- it won in twenty sixteen. Yeah, so who won it in twenty ten when they predicted it? I don't know. Let's have a look. Let's see if I can find an image. I'm just trying to remember, I'm trying to remember who was oh, here we go. Peter Diamond won it. Oh, three winners. Oh, Peter look. Diamond. So the circle Jagdish Bhagwati. Right. In 2010. Um, so what they had is they had physics, chemistry, economics, literature, um, and they had like physics Oliver Williamson, Vers Rubin, Lena Howe, Steve Harris, um, and then chemistry. So that so they had many, but in the economics they. Basically covered Jagwati Bhatti, so Jagan Bhagwati, who um, ultimately went on to win it, I think. Uh, In a different year. Oh no, he's never won it. He's never won it. No, he's never won it. Yes, they got that wrong completely. He's never won it. Just, just Ben Holstrom, who happens to be on that list because he's a top four. But the guy who said they're going to win it won the Mahalanobis Memorial Medal of the Indian Economic Society '74. Full of the American Academy of Arts and Science in 82, Simon Distinguished Award in International po- Political Economy in 98, Padma Vipushan, apologies for mispronunciation, Award in 2000. That's proper Yorkshire, is that? Lifetime Achievement Award of the Indian Chamber of Commerce in 2004, and Order of the Rising Sun, Gold and Silver Star in 2006. So. Other awards include Bernard Harms Prize from Germany, the Keenan Enterprise Award from the United States, the Freedom Prize from Switzerland, and the John R. Commons Award from the United States. He's also received honorary degrees, honorary degrees from the University of Sussex in Erasmus, as well as others. So, it'd be fair to say, he might be on the list of people going, it's about fucking time. Yeah. Um, now, but they predict he'd win it in 2010 and he's never won the Nobel Prize. For so, let's, let's just say he wins that in two years' time, 2022. 
this thing's just predicted because the circle is now. So I have to predict the two winners now? No. Is, is this a dual prediction? But the thing I'm trying to point out as well there is that they predicted he'd win. Now that's someone whose name most people wouldn't know. But look at the award I've just read off there that he'd won before 2010. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was. That was. That was. Um, not Holmstrom though, was it? No, that was Jagdish Bagwati who yeah. they, they circled as winning it. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, very likely he could have won. If you'd have put that bet on at Bucky's, they'd have probably gone, odds on, mate. Oh, well, we'll have some of that. Yeah. Um, so this, to me, is... Um, Hedging your bets, really. I don't think it's... I, yeah, I think because it's a freeze-frame gag, it's just kind of like they put two of the world's best e- economics. Four. Four of the best world's yeah, yeah. economics in there. And literature um, and chemistry and yeah, stuff as well. So. They picked the best in the world and they got it wrong. But the guy they labelled as winning it, um, they got it wrong, but um, he's the guy who's probably fucking... I just read off what he's got there. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's pretty hot hot stuff at the time. They didn't even predict it right. I don't even understand why this is a prediction. Yeah. They didn't even say a name. Yeah, they didn't say... They, didn't, they never said Bergstrom was going to win it. No, they didn't. This is the thing. It's it was there was a potential chance, but they circled the wrong one. Yeah. And this guy won it six years later. Six has predicted it. No, no, you didn't, you didn't even predict it win. Yeah, it's just on the list. You know, the guy you did predict would win it. It's never fucking won it. Exactly. So for me, fuck off. Well, we blow up. I think we've debunked this in about six different ways now. Right, um, we'll stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even predict it, and and you just used the best of the fields. Yeah, that, that's that's all it is. Um, Have you got moving on. Uh, Season 5, episode 19, Sweet Sweet Seymour's Skinner's Badass Song. Um, another quick visual gag. Cuts to Lunch Lady Doris adding horse parts to the school dinners. Adding horse meat to the school dinners. This is my favourite one. You love this one? I love this <laughs> Go one. on, I'll let you run with it then, go on. And the reason I love this one is because it... You're going to make me tell the story, aren't you? I... We'll do it in a minute. Fuck! <laughs> I would have forgotten! I would have forgotten. Fuck, oh, everybody said, I love this without a twinkle. He's going to make me tell the story. I forgot Fuck. about the story. Bollocks. Forget about the story. Forget what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it did not happen. I fucking myself. Um, no, I love this one because when I was young, it takes me back to when I was young this one. Because when I was young in school, we went to the same schools. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were brought up in the 80s. Any child or any person watching this video right now will know in the 80s, and surprise, we're all fucking still alive. <laughs> right? The shit they put in our food in the 1980s. Yeah. I, I am surprised any of us aren't fucking the three eyed fish to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm surprised I've had normal children. I would have expected to have four arms and six legs, you know. Just a normal cuisine in the 80s was pretty fucking <laughs> shocking. Right? Fucking terrible. Um, but a Yorkshire cuisine. When we had tripe and whelks and um, white pudding and black pudding and like some of the stuff we had. I mean, I remember having trotter soup. Ah, fucking hell. My granddad used to boil pig's feet and make soup out of it. That's just disgusting. See, it's a Yorkshire meal. Yes. What part of Yorkshire do you come from? Fucking pig feet. Yeah, but the oxtail soup and stuff is everything that came uh, from. Okay, oxtail soup. Don't fucking start on that, right? <laughs> That's not. I don't open the tin of soup and go, oh, look at this big fucking trotter. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the trotter in your soup. You, you boil the soup and get your flavour and stuff it's to it. And then... Tail, you know. Anyway. Yeah. But when we were young, knowing 
You could eat, you, you could, I can't even remember, you can't even, you call it cuisine. I'm, I can't even get my words out. You call it cuisine. It's not fucking cuisine. Gruel. <laughs> it was like in prisons now, they go, right, we've got 37 quid to feed 250 people, what we're going to buy. You know, that's pretty much what school dinners was. It's like, we need some change as well. Luxury. Luxury. Let's have some change for pudding. Yeah. Um, pudding. Oh, fucking hell, it's just sponging. Awesome. Bread and butter pudding, wasn't it? <laughs> it's not all my Yorkshire. Bread and butter pudding. And if we were lucky, we've got raisins in it. Oh, okay. They don't look like raisins. You've got a school and go, can I have some veg? Veg? <laughs> we don't eat veg here. <laughs> you know, but we, 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 all, we did have veg. It'd been boiled, been, all flavour had been boiled out. Oh, it just falls to pieces. It's been yeah. like, oh, anyway, <laughs> bad lunch lately, lovely. <laughs> um, but when I was young, right, these jokes about. Because I knew I was eating shit. Mm-hmm. I knew I was eating shit. I'd radioactive jelly next to my fucking dinner. What else were we going to fucking give me? And then some of the sweets and shit. And, the, and we're going off a tangent. But some of the fucking shit sweets. Like full of E numbers. And oh, God, yeah. I mean, the 80s were fucking nuts. But, um. It was just. It, everything was E numbers and colouring and, and oh, preservatives and. It was fucking wonderful. There's no wonder there's this lead in your water and really want the gun stoppers. Like, how many E numbers is that? They're like 58 different coloured layers. Oh, how, many, how many E numbers and colouring were in that? And you, you had to literally, you couldn't even move your mouth. You had to lick the surface for about an inch so you could get it in so you could start mm-hmm. sucking the thing. Once it was in, it looked like a gimp mask. It's like, get it out. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. But anyway. what did Jimmy Savile were rampant? <laughs> <laughs> Do I not stop it? Now then, now then, you're not saying much for that in your mouth. Um, oh, what? What fucking? I'm not the offensive one this week. Brilliant. Um, so you're fucking. <laughs> you go fishing. <laughs> you fucking real me. I just set you up and let you run with it. Uh, what was? Oh yeah, shit food. That's what I was saying. But when I was little, when I was eating my school lunch. We all knew we were eating shit. And I used to have fucking endless jokes about fucking hell, my cat's gone missing. I reckon, <laughs> yeah, I reckon, I reckon I'm eating yeah. this. I reckon yeah. I'm eating my cat, there's fucking air in this. Yeah, you'd love it. When your mate's um, dog had gone missing or something, would be telling you at dinner time his dog's gone missing. Like, I think we might be eating it here, mate. We had beef stew or whatever. And... Exactly. Now, yes, they said horse meat in the Simpsons. They could have picked any other fucking meat and they would have found it somewhere. There's, um, we all joke, this for me, this was more like, this is more a bit of a fun joke at being a kid. It's, you got this, all these kids eating gruel at school. And it's like, oh, bring in the arses, bring in the arses. Or it could have easily said, bring in the dogs. This is going to be fucking ra- It's going to sound really racist, but I'm not a racist, I promise. I might cut this. But it is this story. <laughs> but no, I remember going into my local Chinese. Remember the Chinese at like the state we grew up on? Hold on, I'm just going to come mad. Oh, <laughs> we were walking in with my dog going, can I get a chow mein for this? And they just burst out laughing at me and found it hilarious because it were local Chinese. Like, but they were Yorkshire. Up. Yeah, they were Yorkshire. They <laughs> <laughs> were like third or fourth generation Chinese. Hello, oh, no, Martin. Oh, <laughs> what do you want again? Number 13. <laughs> 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 it's like beef chow mein. Like, ah, oh, there's no beef in that. That's dog. Like, Steve's dog went missing last week. And that's our beef chow mein's got cheaper this week. You know, he was like, well, can I get a chow mein out of this? And they just laugh at you and then kick me out. But um, can I just give credence to the shit I was eating at school? So I was in school, 
from probably at school dinners from 1984 when I was three yeah. to about 1992 when I was nine, ten, sort of thing. Um, and I knew shit was going in there. You worked somewhere a bit more recently than that. <laughs> and yeah, and if you think it. if you think this is finished for school meals in the nineteen eighty, you've got a big I would sit back and drink my beer while you tell me stuff. This was Christmas two years ago. Have we got people walking around with four legs and six eyes by now? No, but the kids might be. <laughs> no, I'm joking, no. Um, yeah, so I used to work in a sausage casings factory. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the company or anything because I don't want to get fucking sued. But uh, yeah, it was a lovely, wonderful job that I think I left after about six months. And um, I think it took about a year to get the smell of the factory off me. I can still smell it now. <laughs> you smell like beef. <laughs> there were no fucking beef in that factory, mate. There weren't um, any meat in that factory. No, there weren't any meat in that factory, absolutely. Um, so no, I used to make sausage cases. So when you have. Uh, sausage, you get that like transparent skin around it that keeps all the sausage meat together. Mm. I, I made that. And for anyone who doesn't know, uh, saying um, you don't want to know how the sausage is made is, is fucking true. It's going to tell you. Um, so yeah, I just made the sausage cases, which what? We'd get this big box that had like about a ton, I think it was, of um, intestines in, cheap intestines. And the guy at the back of the machine had opened this box up to get the intestines out blah, blah, blah. he put them through this I don't know where the mangle it's just two big steel drums right. and he'd feed them into this mangle and they'd get squashed and pulled through I'd get them on the other end pull them through some water put them through another set of mangles get them on the other end of that pull them through some water put them through a third set of mangles and then someone's on the end tying them up and however they tied them up to go off I don't know how they do that bit I just stood in the middle and this guy puts his testings in, I pick him up, throw a mangle, throw another mangle, off the go. So this might sound disgusting, but in a weird way, I'm kind of glad I don't waste all the food, all the meat. Oh god, nothing's wasted, yeah. I'll, I'll get onto wastage in a bit, but um, yeah, so this, this box turns up one day, and we used to smash through like, I'd say about 20, maybe 20, 30 tons of sheep intestines. We get a lot of um, so we, we uh, this box turns up in the middle of a shift and you open it open the box up and the guy just stepped back and went looked at me and just went like panic in his eyes like what what the was head and I'm like what the fuck right, um, just have a minute put this next lot through came up and looked and there's just a big sticker on the top big white square yellow triangle with a black border and a big black writing said not fit for human consumption so we're like oh, we can't put this through <laughs> like this has to go back so we yeah the guy to come back with a um, trolley to take it out and get us another box at this point our machine stopped so our managers come over like why is your machine stopped because we weren't on targets and bonuses yeah. and your machine's down something's fucking wrong what's the team comes over I'm like we can't put this through it says it's not no no it's fine it's fine I'm like, but it says not for human consumption no no because by the time it gets through here it's going to get salted and then it'll then it'll be sent off it's, don't worry about it and it were Basically, a certain UK supermarket had ordered them for their, um, should we say their own brand budget line. So, with a, a particular range that may have been of not particularly good value. Yeah, so you know, you get stuff like uh, Morrison's Value Range or Sainsbury's Saver Range or Tesco Essentials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of white labeled company logo. Yeah, like you know, you can get. Hyde's beans for 50p, but you can get Morrison's beans for 9p or Tesco beans for yeah. 6p. It was that kind of sausage. 
Um, you all know the sausages I'm on about. Um, but yeah, they just basically went, Christmas is coming up and they've got to get a shitload of these sausages out. Do you, what, what's that meat? When you opened the box, was it, was it eyeballs and brains and testicles? And just sheep intestines. Was it? It was just the intestines were all removed from the sheep and just a big plastic box of a big plastic bag in it that just contained a ton in weight of sheep intestines. That you couldn't eat. Like, shouldn't eat. Well, by the, by the time it went through, you could have ate it. You know, it's, it's got all the shit and crap inside the intestines still. That's why it's going through the mangle. You've just got sheep shit just pouring down the side and some of it were... You can tell the ones that have not been fed well with the stuff that were coming out. And Is it like Jaws and they pull out a fucking... A, a, a car licence plate and shit? <laughs> it were never that bad, but... Uh, yeah, it would just... <coughs> yeah, it would basically... This certain supermarket uh, just went, we need to make a shitload of sausages over Christmas. A fuck ton of sausages. A fuck ton of sausages over <laughs> Christmas when we... Uh, we're getting ready for this for like September time as we're getting ready for the we get our Christmas rush in September um, and yeah they just went we we already pay this much but all the other firms have bought all the extra sausage all the intestinal sausage so they just bought the not fit for human consumption but I'll whack it through it's going to be fine it'll be salted it'll be alright so this gives absolute credence to the it, sausage it does, you know, and like, do you know what the worrying thing for me is the standards now are higher yeah, that was probably the standard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the eighties, that was probably the good sausages in the eighties. With that, no, uh, it's got a pig shit in. I lost it with that. Yeah, it's but um, you remember the factory the made tripe, which I mentioned earlier, a Yorkshire delicacy. No, 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 no. It's not. For our parents, it was. My my dad still eats it today. It's not fucking delicacy. My dad eats it today as a monthly treat. Do you want to tell people what tripe is? Um. Well, I thought tripe was this white fatty stuff that my dad had with vinegar on it until I went to the factory and I found out I did a couple of days up in the tripe shed. Uh, yeah, it's called a tripe shed. <laughs> I was actually on for Down it. Down with an apron, a fucking cigarette in it. Um, and all these big barrels of cow stomachs had come in. And it was the lining from cow stomachs. And it'd get washed off, it'd get bleached. And when I say bleached, I mean it went in like amino acid, kind of. Not amino acid, uh, hydrochloric acid. So essentially you're bleached, then it get washed off again, and then it get packaged up and sent out, and people are, yeah, people in Yorkshire cut that up and put vinegar on it, and... I'm fucking hungry, have, have you got a speed down? Yeah. <laughs> Can we get that's a tripe pizza, please? No, that's a delicacy in Yorkshire. It's, not, it's not a fucking delicacy. The bleached lining of a cow's stomach. There's nothing delicate, the delicacy about it. That's for people who, when, I either eat a pig stomach or I don't eat Yeah, pretty much. So... <laughs> My dad still eats it today, has it once a month as a little treat to himself. What does he eat between then, if that's a treat? I don't know, exactly. Fucking <laughs> um, slippers, what the fuck's he eating? And, and for people who are going like, that's disgusting, that's like, I'll, I'll stand by it as a meat, uh, I joke that uh, I'm a uh, meat-eating men's rights activist engaged to a vegetarian feminist. Um, so we have lots of fun conversations And here. I'm not the vegetarian feminist. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, as a meat-eater, I absolutely fucking adore abattoirs. Um, nothing gets fucking wasted. Oh, and that not a fucking thing. I thought you were like going down there, like like we got to Leeds matches, like fucking. I'm watching this shit. Go on. <laughs> no, no. I, it's, a, I just it, it's mind blowing. People go, oh right, you you're you're eating a, a steak. You go, you know, a cow died for that. Well, not really. Yeah, no, I mean, a cow died, so I got the steak. A yeah. But the rest of it went into minced beef and, and its bones got boiled up for the, the marrow out of it to make gelatine for gummy bears and, and shit and, and 
it's, it's intestines have gone off to become sausage casings and, and bits of it have made glue and it's that's gone to this, it's cow stomach's gone to make tripe. And clearly your dad makes soup out of his trotters. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just like nothing is fucking wasted from that animal. Yeah. People go, oh, your cow died for your steak, I say, but and that cow that died for my steak died for about 15 other fucking products as well. Uh, I think when we're in a world of uh, environmentalism, I'm not going to get my soapbox in, but the world of environmentalism, we look at recycling and stuff like that, which I think we did better in the 80s, 90s anyway. But now we're trying to, we've got all plastic and shit, and turn out we have to have a bag full of life and a special light bulb and all that bollocks. Um, look at the abattoir industry, nothing is fucking wasted. There is zero fucking waste out of that industry. If that Oh no! Even even we've got horrible stuff like oh, and Jamie Oliver went about turkey twizzlers when he got them bunnies. Like it's mechanically reclaimed meat. They basically get a machine and strip all the little bits of tendons and crap off, and and they remerge it and crunch it up, and then meth this patty, and then that's like like good. How much meat we're going to be wasting off that cow? Oh, chicken. chicken. You know what I mean? But yeah, like the lasagnas we get and stuff like that, and, and obviously it's mechanically reclaimed meat and. Like, no, we're fucking wasted. Absolutely. And I think we, we need to be very... I know, I, know, I know it's different levels of food standards, but you've got to be thankful that the whole animal's used. There's nothing wasted. And I think, you know, if anyone... I think it's a testament to human ingenuity how nothing is wasted from it. Well, you get down and go, don't, human ingenuity, don't you know what I always take feedback to? The first time an egg fell out of a chicken's ass and someone went, I'm having some of that. <laughs> when did the first guy fucking decide to drink from a cow? Exactly. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking thirsty. <laughs> There's loads of shit where you're going, someone for the first time's always gone, I'm having some of that. So someone's obviously going for the first time with a cow. Someone's just grabbed a cow's teeth just to look round. I'm not doing it all. I'm not doing it all. I'm not. That's not a woman. Oh, shit. <laughs> You said you tasted it like, I did it yesterday, but it tasted really weird and off. Like, that's the bowl. <laughs> you were drinking from the nipple there, mate. Still flavoursome. Balls in field, winking at him. <laughs> you can grab um, him whenever you want. <laughs> anyway, fucking <laughs> hell. Where have we gone? Again, every time. But, but, but I get back to the point. Um, it, they, they could have picked any product. Yeah. And it happened to be that. Horse which is a delicacy, a genuine delicacy in genuine many parts delicacy. of the world, was found in... In 2013 it was found in a load of meat in the UK. Like and lasagnas and stuff like that. Yes, we're going on about the market, supermarket value range sausages that yeah. I read the casings for. Um, this, this, was, this was mainly in like the supermarket value range lasagnas, which... Um, for anyone abroad who is listening outside the UK, we have these like every supermarket has like a 99p lasagna, 99p macaroni cheese. And you know the fuller, the fuller salt and cheese that taste nice. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're not the height of cuisine, but they do a job when you want them to. You know what I mean? Seven minutes in your microwave. Not that three and a half minutes. Is it now? Yeah. Well, if you're not fucking cooking anything with cheese there, are you? Yeah, but it's like, you know, I've, I've, I've come home, I've picked up on my way home, come in, I've got like an hour before I have to be out somewhere. Come in, Stop, 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 out freezer, stop, 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 throw it in my microwave, three and a half minutes, go get this, go get that, get salt, get changed, come back down, pull it out because you can't fucking eat it straight away. Like a volcano. Yeah, so you pull it out, you pull it out fucking microwave, leave it five minutes while you go salt, you know, you get a quick shower, then you get you get a quick shower, come out, go and get changed, blah, blah, blah. Sit down, have, have it to eat, and then you're out the door again. It's brilliant, it's perfect, it's quite tasty and sold, and sold a need. 
you know, I'm not going to get in, I, I get home at five, I'm not going to get, I've got uh, 40 minutes and I'm outdoor again, and I'm not going to be in until 10, 11 o'clock at night. So that'll do me until I get in at 10, 11, that puts me get through. It's 99p for the fucking lasagna. I don't think they're that. I think that's six, nine, seven, nine p a lasagna or somewhere. Uh, or 89p, something daft like that. But if you think there's minced beef in there, well, you're oh, kidding no. yourself. You all look, you're paying 90p a quid for a lasagna. You know you're not getting prime cut on minced beef. You know you're. You just know it, it's edible and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to die. <laughs> you're not. You're not even getting cheese. You're getting something coloured to look like cheese. You know it, it's with this acceptable standards of food. Horse isn't a terrible thing. Well, this was the thing as well. Another point I want to make when people keep going like fucking horse meat and lasagnas, there's horse meat and fucking cheap pies and stuff like that. The French are going. Fucking what? <laughs> we we paid a fortune for that shit. We saw them coming over to Iceland. And <laughs> yeah. a, a bucket falls over and taking them on. Um, but but Doris said, was it Doris said in her lady? Doris um, could have stuck it. In fact, one of the Halloween horrors, they had like a truckload of hearts. Yeah, yeah. Now I've not seen when someone go, oh, they got that right, but they got that wrong. I've not seen anyone criticise the fact that they got the other one wrong. They got the hearts wrong, but they got that. Well, this is the running thing with The Simpsons where it's only brought to point. It's only ever used, the examples are only ever used to prove the right. Yeah. The million examples that they were wrong are just ignored. Like, well, they can't get everything right all the time, but they got this right. Well, as we proved tonight, they didn't get this right. Some of them, a lot of them. So the way you're looking at them, and um, yeah, what about all the times they got it wrong? But they've got this right. Do you know what? I got four questions right in my joke for GCC. Do I get a fucking A? No, because you got all these. No, but it doesn't matter. I got these ones right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else in life can you go? You got 90% wrong, but you got these 10% right. And therefore, you're a time traveller. Yeah, I'm a time traveller. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, outside of fucking talking about Doris and all that sort of shit, your sausage factory, um, I think we could say. This is nothing yeah. but coincidence. I, it's, it's an in-play job. I don't think this is coincidence. I think these is the people who were writing Simpsons at the time were around our age. And I'm assuming the American school cuisine was at the same height as ours and stuff. They, they had the same um, kind of urban legends or urban myths, oh, yeah, yeah. if you like. I just think this is the writer's putting a visual gag and going, everyone our age will get this. Picking an animal, any animal. Yeah, everyone our age will get this. Uh, we'll put dog, but oh, that'll go down really badly. Put a horse instead, that'll go down better. Yeah. And then It's not going to offend anybody. It's not going to offend anyone. Because there's other parts of the world which eat cats, dogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so they'll be seen as a fence for yeah. racist and, you know. Um, so we'll go a horse because it's a safe one to go for. And then you're watching it, you know, 35 year old, we are kids, watch it, or 30 year old. Fucking knew it! Fucking knew it! Yeah. Fucking easy, it's kind of a confirmational yeah. bias, yes. but also a, a generational joke. Absolutely, I, com- I can't agree more. It's, it's a, this is why I like this one, it's really fun. It is, this is brilliant, it's just, it is that sighting TV just kind of. Fucking you! And you, what? Dad, don't, don't matter. Don't matter. And then fucking, did you see? Did you see that? Dad? Did you see that? Fucking six of last night. Fucking knew it was true. Knew it was true. <laughs> and you got to the one where hearts. It's like that could be true. That could be true too. Boy. I'm going to find out now. Well, <laughs> I knew it. This was a little chewy. <laughs> right. So we'll fucking do it on today. <laughs>
steak and kidney pie that wasn't kidney. <laughs> did, you, did you choose that one on me? I did. Oh, you. Right, okay. Um, there's one specific one I want to keep to the end, which will be a good talking point, so I'm not going to... Right, talk. I'm not going to look at it's that one then. It's upside down. Um, there's just a few... In fact, no, we're going to go... So we've got four... No, no we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep, by the way. We're going to go for a big one. Um, Disney predicted the Fox takeover. Fox predicted the Disney Fox takeover. So the Simpsons predicted Disney yeah, so taking Fox, Fox predicted the Disney Fox takeover. Yes, because this yeah. Fox. <laughs> Disney predicted the Fox. We're not doing that's a different fucking episode, man. <laughs> We're doing Simpsons predicted here. All right, all right. <laughs> so the you said go deep. I'm going pedantic. <laughs> so the Simpsons. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a, a lot of viewers accusing me pedantic and taking things too so, literal. So let's let, yeah. So the Simpsons are part of Fox Network. Yes. Predicting that Disney will buy them out effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so in season ten, episode five, when you dish up on a star in 1998, it was predicted that um, Disney will buy Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 2017, clearly the Fox merger with Disney came true. Nearly all of Fox, not all of it, but you know they kept the sports and stuff. But yeah, yeah. But they sold off the entertainment industry, which means sick. Well, Simpsons are now on Disney Plus. Well. Before we get into the conspiracy, you have got a big fucking issue. I had a massive issue with this. With this. Um, yeah, I used to work at a different company at the time, um, three years ago, and I wrote a big, well, I wrote about a series of articles, but I wrote two or three articles about how this was massively anti-consumerism. Um, not even anti-consumerism, but anti-industry, um, in the... Disney now are, well when they took over Fox, I'm not sure on the stats now, so I've not done the research for a few years, but at the time of the writing the article, it meant Disney owned 71.5% of movie re- of movie releases in the last 10 years. Insane that, isn't it? Right, which now means, um, so, cinemas work by uh, Fox Maker Film, they put it out for general release in the cinemas, the cinema and they go, I don't know, maybe they say like, oh, we'll take 60% and the cinema can keep 5%, right? And then that's the, uh, so the um, Star Wars made a billion quid, False Awakens made a billion quid, it's a billion dollar blockbuster. How the fuck did that make right? a billion quid? I don't know, but that's, that's, that's how much money went over the counter. Now, Fox don't get that billion, they get 60% of that say, and the cinemas keep 5% yeah. of it, otherwise, why the fuck should they put a film on? Now, if you've got if you want seventy-one point five percent of the industry, doesn't smell like a monopoly to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you could go. I want eighty percent, and you get twenty. Well, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I can't survive off that. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not agreeing with that. Well, you don't get Avengers then. But this film next, this cinema next door's agreed to it, so they get Avengers. How long do you think your cinema's going to stay? Even though this guy's fucking struggling and taking a big fucking cut to his profits, but you're you're out of business. Should have Avengers. Everyone's going there. And with creatures are habits, so you find a cinema you like, you keep going to it. But once you've invested into 22 Avengers movies, you're going to watch the rest of You're going to watch the 23rd one, aren't you? Um, yeah. Well, but, Marvel movies. But also, if you go to, if you always go to this one cinema, but then the cinema on the other side, because it's near you, but the cinema on the other side of town has got it on. So you go there three, four times. The fifth time, when both cinemas got the same film, you're going to go to the one on the other side of town rather than one nearby, because creatures are habit, we like. That's true. We know what we like, we know we get good value there, and so... That, that customer's never going to return. So I think it was really anti-consumers and really anti-industry 
until I was gone. I still today can't believe it went through. Um, just because of how much they they own of the industry, it's. This happens. This happens so. When I say that, you get like a 60 40 split. I don't, I don't think it's 60 40 split. It, and I'm sure it changes for every film and stuff. And they negotiate. But um, there's a cinema there, it's Cottage Road Cinema. Um, Loved that place. It's a gorgeous little antique cinema. And its whole premise is a community cinema. So it, when it costs like a fiver to go watch Avengers at Everyman or View in City Centre. Um, it cost two pound fifty to go see it. How long ago were you going to the cinema? Right. That that was not new though. No, I know, but but it's like fifty percent difference. Yeah, it's fifty percent off. The difference is they don't get it till the second week of release. Yeah. Um, so you got to see it second or third time. I don't. Yeah. Know. So something like you know Avengers Endgame, we went to the big fucking we went to the seven hour midnight show because you know the internet's going to spoil it or whatever. But then somewhere else that you're not. Really if someone spoils it on you want to go see it but you don't you can wait a week and yeah. save some money and and the idea of what because it's a low income area well it was a low income area around it's now a student area around it um, but it's low income areas close by um, with the idea of what they can't afford 60 to 80 quid cost on a night out for the family force at cinema but you, you could afford 23 pound a week a month to go once a month and the other thing a is, family night out and the other thing is if you don't spend loads on your ticket to get in you're more likely to spend more on confectionery when you're in there so you know even the confectionery I remember like the confectionery they don't have when you go into like view say and you've got hot dogs and tango blast and, and popcorn yeah. and, and all this other stuff and ice creams and all that they just have one old fashioned popcorn machine and it's do you want a 50p 50p carton or a pound carton so it was all cheap throughout. They don't do hot dogs or ice cream or ice. Just we have one popcorn machine, and it was just set up to be low-income families can go enjoy a night out once a month or once a week, depending on how they want at the cinema. What's um, happened? <laughs> and now they didn't even show um, Star Wars: Force Awakens. Our price issue. Um, Disney just went. We want this amount, and they went. We can't afford that, and they went. We don't show it, and they went. All right, then we don't. So they just didn't show Star Wars Force Awakens because right. people who waited to have Cottage Roads brought on and then like, oh, no, we can't go see it. Then well, I'm going to say is this is an opinion piece, mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Disney, you fucking shafted Star Wars. You set a bastards. You fucking killed it. I hate you for it. I never fucking... Ugh, I'm good. Honestly, I'm good. Did this... The, it, yeah. The, the, Sorry, I'm going to fucking... <laughs> you ruined... One of the greatest franchises of all time of your fucking Disney bullshit. Anyway. To, to the point, I... Oh, I hate how you bastards. There is... I can't believe I'd, I'd ever be alive to say this. So, so I hate more I'd fucking pay to go watch them anyway. I, I never thought I'd be alive to say it. There is two Star Wars films out there in existence that, you know, I could probably pirate really easy for, for free. Or borrow off me because I'm a dickhead. Yeah. And I've still never watched them. I've never watched Solo. And I've never watched uh, what's the fucking last one in sequel trilogy called? Return of no Skywalker Return. I fucking know. This is not much to give a shit. Yeah, the, the last one. Return of Skywalker. Was it Rise of Skywalker? Rise. Oh, yeah, I don't fucking know. But yeah, I've okay. not watched the last of the sequel trilogy, and I haven't watched Solo because I just went. But you're not fucking ruining one of the most iconic characters of my childhood, and the last one were just like I went to the cinema to watch the second one of the sequel trilogy and just went. 
nah, I'm fucking done. Like, you haven't got a clue. Anything you've just put in the first film, you've just undid in the second film. So, what, what did Disney do? Do you know, like, Disney have brought on the Disney Channel? Mm-hmm. They fucking took the entire Fox back catalogue. Simpsons is on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's fine. Right, I get that. But what about all the fucking adult stuff that Fox did? Amazing, like The Shield, I think it was, The Wire and all sort of shit. I don't know if it was actually... But they've got, like, a big back catalogue of adult entertainment that they're not fucking putting out there because they want to put out kids stuff on Disney. Well, don't forget, Disney have a long history, right back to our childhood and before then, of being anti-consumerism. You know about the Disney Bowl? No, what the fuck is... Whoop. You know, the Disney God, Vault this is a different conspiracy yeah. um, it's not even a conspiracy this is a, so the Disney Vault would be they'd release uh, Bambi on VHS mm-hmm. right and it would be out for three, on sale on VHS for three months never to be sold again on VHS so everybody would have to rush out and buy it right and then they'd just lock it away and never sell it again right okay and then when DVDs came out They'd recycle the entire Disney vault. So all the Disney classics, Bambi and Beauty and the Beast and Robin Hood, right. come out on DVD, but for three months only and never to be sold on DVD again. So it artificially raises the price. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> people who normally, like, oh, I don't know, I've got it on VHS, I'm, I, I don't need it on DVD. If you don't go buy it on DVD in the next 12 weeks, gone. You'll never buy it on DVD again. And it goes back in the vault. So people would rush out and buy it even though they didn't want it. And then th- uh, 3D came out so they recycle the vault again and then lock it away so you now won't be able to buy Bambi or Beauty and the Beast oh, it's on streaming services now but you won't be able to buy it to own until, sure? until the next form of media comes out are you sure like TV don't have a fucking shitload of it mm-hmm. no I've not checked anyway fucking Disney Fox takeover so that's, um, that's, that's the Disney Vault so Disney Vault's being anti-consumerism so knowing about the Disney Vault <clears> and then the business practice and then seeing the takeover like how, what, like, say, stuff like Shield and stuff is going to be just bolted? Disney won't give a shit about going, yeah, we're going to vault that, and people are going to moan that they can't see it, it's not on Netflix, or it's not on Disney Plus, or it's not on the streaming service, and they'll get a cult following, <clears throat> and then they'll release the, on the 10th, on the 20th anniversary of the Shield, or the 30th anniversary of the Shield, they'll release the, the Shield DVD box set for, for two months only, and that's your one time in 20 years to get it all, because you're never going to see it again. Oh, Thank goodness for pirate stations. Yeah. The, 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 anyway. The, the shit, but yeah. So, we'll go back to that. that. That's why I was against this. Yes. And you've took me on a fucking Jedi. And it's why I couldn't believe. Right. why I couldn't believe it happened in the first place. And I think this is the gag. The Simpsons writers didn't think this could happen. There's history to this, you know. This is the thing. So. I think it's a bit of humorous. Well, I've, said, I've, I've written down, I think it's a bit of a stretch, but. It's an insider dig, I think. So, um, they were always saying Fox was shit, right? Even though they're on Fox. They're always having to fucking dig at themselves. Yeah, I mean, Futurama, Family Guy both got cancelled by Fox. When they got brought back, they made jokes about being cancelled <coughs> by Fox and all shit Foxes. Um, Simpson said things <coughs> at Fox all the time. So, who are some of Fox's competitors that you can think of up top of your brain, top of your mind now? Disney. No, no, I mean, in 1998, who would be a Fox competitor? Like, it's just news organisations. NBC, CNN. Yeah. NSNBC. Yeah, so, exactly, and AB. So, what we've got here is, um, in 1996, um, two years before this, Capital Cities slash ABC Incorporated, an American media company, who were a direct competitor of Fox, mm-hmm. were bought out by Disney. 
because there was an FCC breach. So Disney had already shown, played their hand, that they were willing to go out and buy media. Mm -hmm. um, and then also in 1998, for the first time ever, Fox went onto the stock market and became a, a traded company. So if you're thinking that as a traded company, who's big enough to buy Fox as a traded company? There's not many. Mm -hmm. So you've seen them going out and buying. Who, which company in the world could afford to buy? Which one company in the world could afford to buy fifty-one percent of shares? Or so you're thinking they've already bought out some of our competitors for taking the piss out of them. Haha, <laughs> Disney's bought ABC and all your media. Um, you'll never buy us. So the the in joke is, oh, we've been bought out by Disney. You'll never buy us. Where, yeah, this where, one, where, this one, I, I think I think it's a bit of hubris. Yeah, it's like, yeah. We're too big. We've got we've got Fox. Um, Movies. We've got Fox Search, like 20th Century Fox. We've got mm. Fox News, Fox Sports, ESPN is part of Fox, I think, as well. Is it? Um, and it's just like, yeah, we're fucking mass. We're too big. We're too big. Like, even if you're the only people on the planet that could afford to buy us, you still can't buy us because the FCC won't allow you it. You keep your Snow White. We don't give a fuck. You know, yeah, but it's like you can't even afford to buy it. And, and we're too. I think there's that bit as well that they've never allowed Family Guy on air. And Disney won't do Family Guy on Deadpool or yeah, um, yeah. on Deadpool what then, but. You know, that R-rated stuff, so it's like, those adult cartoons, and so it's just like, yeah, as I think there's a bit of hubris of going, ha ah, look, we're, we're too big, we're too big for us to buy. We'll put it in as a joke, because it'll never happen. And like, oh, fuck it, I'll... I think you might be right. Because uh, when the deal went through, Rupert Murdoch kept Fox News and ESPN. He split them off, so... Well, he kept his news empire. He kept his news he empire. He can't tell you what to watch without having his news empire. Yeah, but I think he saw... Can't win, win, win I think this is why Fox doesn't have a streaming service, even like Warner Brothers has HBO, Disney has Disney Plus and stuff like that. I think he's gone, you know, it's going to be a lot of money and a lot of expense to set up a streaming service like Netflix. It's going to take a lot to compete and, and be viable in that market. Because this is going to come down to like now, we've got like, like 12 different streaming services you can have in your home. Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO well we can't get HBO Max or Hulu over here but um, Amazon Prime and stuff like that so at what point it's going to boil down to where you're just going to get one maybe two subscriptions and we've got 12 streaming services so like uh, Star Trek Discovery is on CBS Access well, that's three I've mentioned we can't get in the UK but um, some of these are going to have to give at some point no one's going to be paying 12 subscriptions of course, a month. Uh, you can't give, don't you? It's going to give um, something like Netflix uh, at the top because they started earlier, they got in there, they started this whole thing. I think Blockbuster is perfect example why it failed. Yeah, well, Netflix approached Blockbusters at first, didn't they? To go online and said no. And Blockbuster it. turned down and went, no, don't be silly, that'll never work, go away. How do you get your films back and reuse them and like, go away, fuck off, and Blockbuster not, don't exist and Netflix are king. Um, but I think Rupert Murdoch, as a savvy businessman, saw all that and went, you know what, news is profitable. Not only is news profitable in its advertising, but we can shape how countries think and how countries act and we can shape politics in those countries, so I want that power. But all this back catalogue we've got at Fox, we can't put it on a streaming service somewhere. And because we don't have a streaming service, we're not going to get top dollar for it off Netflix. <coughs> of course, Netflix are going to go, we'll gear. Oh, we want six, we want hundred million for the Alien franchise. We'll be a ten. Well, no, we'll, no, one hundred. It's not going to get streamed elsewhere. You're not going to get any money for it. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I just think he just saw it and went, "Keep my news networks. I'll sell the rest." And Disney are the ones who can afford it. I don't care if Craig wants to watch X Files and he's not going to see it again. 
kind of getting to the bottom of it. So I've got a one, two, three, four left. No, okay. five left. But I think they're quite quick. Nine. Well, I thought that about some of the others. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't quite go that way. Um, okay. I'm going to do a couple that I think are quite quick. Right. First one. In episode 23, sorry, season 23, episode 10, called The Politically Inept with Homer Simpson, supposedly the Simpsons predicted that Greece would default on its debt. This is interesting, this is not going to be a quick one. <laughs> I think it can be with, with two lines, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we can't just go, no, they didn't. Simpsons, uh, Simpsons reported the news, they didn't predict anything. They reported stuff that was already out there anyway. Yes, yeah. Um, don't move on. Or should we give a bit more reason why we're saying that? Yeah, so I've written down here. Um, this is not a surprise. So remember, this was predicted in 2012. Yeah. It came right in 2015. Yeah. Three years early in 2009, Greece announced that a 12.9% GDP deficit, which was four times the EU allowance of 3%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2010 it bailed out by Germany it did eventually yeah but it also warned the EU in 2010 it may default so that's two years before the episode so it's come out as a country in 2010 and said we're fucked yeah. we're going through a global recession because of the banking crash in 2008 and so on we're absolutely shafted um, we're going to default we're 12.9% GDP in debt there's no way we. this is basically you as uh, an individual going to your bank um, I'm fucked I've got, a, I've got my mortgage to pay I've got my car payments to pay for I've got that big fucking TV I bought of ridiculous higher purchase I'm, I'm, I can't pay my debts off So then, and I've got my loan and, and all this stuff so you get right do you know what I've got, um, I'm going to take it is it a CBA yeah, or I used to and say do you know what unless things change for me in a, in a year or so I can see me fucking defaulting on all my payments. I can't. Yeah. So then you go and get a CBA where you get, you know, money. Yeah, I hate these adverts. I think they've stopped now, but there used to be all these adverts where they were like, Come, um, compile all your debts into one yeah, monthly yeah. repayment. And it's uh, like. 30, 50% or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you only have to pay 50% of your debt back and it's one manageable monthly repayment. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can't borrow any money for the next 20 fucking years. You're bankrupt completely. You're a class of bankrupt. You're a class of bankrupt. Yeah. Like, no one will touch you with credit for the rest of your life. And yeah. you don't tell you any of that on the advert. Um, but that's. You just made a good point where you go to your bank back in a year. I, I can see myself not doing this. We wouldn't even probably give me a year. You've got next three or four months. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. Because we pay our debt payments month by month yeah. you know um, national economies national finances so sovereign states like Greece their economies work on like 20, 30, 50, 100 year um, projections yeah Yeah. I mean yeah. it's only recently I think that the UK parliament paid off its slavery debt um, yeah, I think we're only 2015 where basically we went we're abolishing the slave trade because we never legal it was never legal to own slaves in the UK. It wasn't illegal to traffic in them. So, while slavery was never legally allowed in the UK, a lot of UK um, business owners shipped slaves from Africa to America and made a fuck ton of money off it. So when fuck ton, when, when Britain went, when UK Parliament went, uh, actually we're making that illegal. All these slavers went. Uh, what? I've got like £30,000 worth of fucking slayers. What am I supposed to do with them? Just let them go and let £30,000 go. 
So we, the British government had to pay them for their stock that they had. So we, the British government paid for the, sl- the freedom of all the slaves. Uh, which is lovely. Which but is great, but it took till 2015 to pay all that debt off. effectively fucking pirates slaving people out and you go, I'm going to pay you all. They, these were British companies, weren't they? they were British. You, if we'd have gone north, then we'd have just, the British economy would have been tanked. Um, it's, to be fair, we've only just paid off their fucking Second World War debt. First World War debt. Mm-hmm. First World War, not even the Second World War debt. So even the Second World War debt, it's not 20... 2040, I think. 2040, 2050. Do you have about 80 years, don't you? Um, so we've not paid those debts off it, so... Yeah, but then we'll come out in 2012 and go, we're probably going to default on our debts, is going. In about three or four years. We're fucked. We're fucked. But we're probably going to default in three or four years. Unless things change. Unless things change. But yeah. economies move that slow at a national level that, yeah, three or four years is the same. Greece saying in three or four years we're going to default is the same as you telling your bank you can't afford your mortgage next, next month. Next month, yeah, exactly. Um, so they said that in 2012. Simpson said in 2014. Yeah. And it comes true in 2015. Not really. No, no. Greece predicted it was going to happen. Yeah. Simpson's just reported it. Exactly. Just reporting the news. Yeah. That's <laughs> all you're doing. There's, n- there's nothing special there. You can't claim you predicted it when you're just reading in a two-year-old news story. When in, you know, they said four years before, or three years before, we're a bit shafted. So, if you're going to report on any country, you're going to report on Greece. Yeah, I mean, Ireland got a bailout as well. But Republic of Ireland got bailed out. The Simpsons predict that one. But they didn't default. Look, they said the same. They said they were close to defaulting, so they got a bailout yeah, from the did. EU. Did. Um, the only difference was we had to bail them out as neighbours. The UK bailed them out. Right? Fine, Ger- Ger- which I'm fine with, but Germany bailed out Greece. We bailed out Republic of Ireland. Um, do you think? Do you think? But, so this is the thing, right? It seems to me. So whilst we're saying this is relatively debunked, mm-hmm. I would say though, having countries bail out country, it seems to me like a bit of. Like, uh, those, like, what do you call them? Those nasty fuckers who just come to your door and go, 100 quid, and then you really need to pay like 300 quid. Oh, fucking loan sharks. No, yeah, it's, like, it's like a big fucking dirty loan You know about the fucking Provident Man we had in the 80s? Or anyone, like anyone who used to... So, loan shark is exactly it. Mm-hmm. So you see it all the time. Like, they'll go, do you know what? I am willing to pay, bail you out. Brilliant, save you, save it, but... Three times the fucking cost. Early 2000s, we wonga loans and payday loans. Oh, fucking Which were like, oh, you can borrow, you can borrow 100 quid today to your next payday at 2,700% APR. For the year, exactly. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not paid back next time, we owe me fucking 20 grand. Yeah, like... Unbelievable. And it ended up with people, I mean, they, they thankfully they seem to be a thing of the past now. They, what, Newcastle United sponsored by Wonga? Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking but hell. It, it would essentially, it was people, you got one loan, to get you through to your next payday, but your payday, you had to pay that loan off. So you need another payday loan to get you, and you're just, really just renewing your payday loan, constantly, constantly, so you weren't even getting your whole wage now, and you couldn't, it was just a debt trap. Horrible, um, horrible bastards. And people can argue that's what Germany did to Greece. I think they When they put, they put us, oh, you know, now we build drug, you need to put these austerity measures in so we can get our money, we can get paid back. Like, exactly. It's like your bank manager going, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a, a mortgage. Now, I'll give you a loan to buy that new car and then coming around to you, I was knocking your house at like half seven and friend going, um, why you just ordered a takeaway? <laughs> you can't, no, no, you need to look after your finances, you can't order takeaways. And What do you mean you went to the pub for a pint? No, no, I want my money back. No, no, I don't think you can afford this shit and therefore mm-hmm. you're not allowed to buy it. 
And if you do buy it, there's fucking penalties. Yeah, that's pretty much what Germany did to Greece. Just going, no, no, we all put austerity in place. And it kind of, I don't know, I'm in the thought process that Germany bailed out Greece with the express desire to make them default across their economy. Uh, because they put so much austerity on place that Greece just crumbled under it. Well, we had our one austerity measures, which were economically non-viable, which we've proven mm-hmm. to the point of now, 10 years, 20 years on the... Well, 2010 to 2020, yeah. everyone recognised it was the biggest blow. It was nothing more than a fuddling exercise to make money for the elites. Yeah, yeah. It's like pe- people are with now that all these COVID lockdowns and stuff, just, if you look on the internet, there's, there's a lot of people saying that, you know, the disease isn't that bad and it's... Uh, this is just an exchange of wealth. It's something like, you know... The proof's in the pudding and the pudding looks shit because it's happening. You know, shops <laughs> are going bang, independent stores are closing down, but Amazon's fucking had its best year ever. Well, you know. to go off on another tangent, which we're very, very good at, I sent a message out in March, um, and I simply said in that message, this is nothing more. What you're going to find is you've got companies who are too rich to fold, constantly yeah. too rich to fold, and all that's going to happen is a little man who's got little businesses but got some really good tech and really good stuff like that. Um, when they fold, they're going to get hoovered up at a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, or some would just be allowed to fold. Yeah, and they'll just go, well, I'll have that 10 pence in the pan and thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, swallow it up, absorb as much of the labour as they possibly can, pay minimum wage and say, you should be fucking lucky you've got You should a be job. lucky you've still got a job. You should be fine. You're fat, lucky fat. that yeah. I'm giving you this job. Goes back to very feudal industrial revolution yeah. type. And so, um, anybody who doesn't believe that this is set up for the rich to get rich and the poor to get poorer are fucking bonkers. Yeah, the you know, economy is built this way, and this is a perfect example of being able to. Um, it's like, it's like uh, vultures are picking at the bones. It's like, but it's that thing, it's like every shop in the UK has to close, and no one's allowed to leave their house for 12 weeks. But but Amazon's open. Yeah, yeah. Amazon's <laughs> open, and they'll bring it you to your door. Yeah, so you yeah. don't have to go out, and like, suddenly, you know, when you. All the everyday stuff that you don't think about going out to buy, like a fucking a potato masher or all that, <laughs> you can you can get it off Amazon. So you know that little independent store where you go buy your kitchen utensils from from the last ten years. I mean, twelve weeks, but twelve weeks pass. Lockdown's lifted. You go out into town. That store's gone. Me couldn't afford to stay open. Um, but don't matter because you can buy it off Amazon, so it's fine. Don't worry. It, it it was shit. <sighs> it was shit. But. We've got that apart. But yeah, this, this was just to say, this was... Reporting the news. Reporting the news. This is... It's not a prediction, it's news. You can't predict something in 2012. That was totally 2009. When Greece tells me 2009. It's madness. It's madness. No, it's not even a prediction. <laughs> this is bullshit. That's what yeah. that is, that's gone. Um, next one then. Another, hopefully, a quick one, because I've got one that's a belter at the end. Right, I've got one. And I might... Um, I'm going to be up, I'll say up front there's one I can't explain so we'll talk about that one after um, the next one I would say supposedly in season 25 episode 16 you don't have to live like a referee the Simpsons predicted the FIFA corruption scandal so in 2014 they predicted it and in 2015 it came true now if anyone in football soccer no football fo- now I'm saying you fuckers who say soccer it's wrong it's football Foot on a ball, therefore football. If you use your hands, you get sent off. <laughs> Unless you're a keeper. Yeah, but you know, you use your hands, you get sent off. That's football. You have to use your feet. Not this fucking running around with a pig skin, uh, pig skin in a fuck ton of fucking medieval armor. 
because you're too fucking wimpy to get hit. So, <laughs> so we're both 39 years old. Yes. Right. Nearly 40. Presents are fucking appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're nearly. We're nearly 40. How many of us 40 years have been FIFA's corrupt as fuck? Oh God, I. I so. <laughs> it's been fucking 1994 for me. World Cup 94. I. I can't remember the head of FIFA one before Set Blatter. No, it's can I. Right. I don't think I would. <laughs> is it, uh, I don't remember the head of FIFA now, is, to be fair. Um, I'll Google. Um, but the other, yeah, but I, but I knew FIFA were corrupt before I knew the name of the head of FIFA. That's part of trying to get it, was to, you're a football fan. You know FIFA's corrupt. It's supposedly it's um, Giovanni Vincenzo. Um, fair enough. Yeah, I didn't even know that. But uh, yeah, people just I knew people corrupt before I knew who set Blatter was. We've all it's had a, a, this understanding that FIFA is a corrupt society. So before him, it was someone called How. Havalange. No, no, no. But when we said Blatter came in, in when? Uh, he came in in June 1998. There we go. So, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Said Blatter came in. When I was in Peach in 2015, he came in in 1998. That's right, yeah. Yeah, because it was 1998 until I found out who set, who the head of FIFA was. Was that World Cup France? Yeah, the French World Cup, yeah. 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 Um, but I knew people were fucking corrupt long before that. Um, especially in Seth Blatter's. Especially in the Seth Blatter's. Right? I mean, the only reason. I didn't know who before, I didn't know before him, I didn't know who was after him. I just knew him because he was corrupt as fuck. He was like openly corrupt. Um, to the point, like I said, the, the Qatar World Cup announcement. It. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I'm English and I might be biased, right? And I get that. But. If someone puts to you, we've not had a World Cup since 1966, and if someone comes to you with a board and says, we've got a country already, the supposed motherland of football, mm-hmm. who's got... Sta- what's football's correctly, Sheffield. Yeah, so we, we've got stadiums that have got 50, 60, 70,000 people, comfortably, and for the smaller nations, we've got 40,000, 30,000 these stadiums. Our third tier of football could hold 30, 40,000 people. Sunderland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have got an infrastructure that already exists. Stadiums already exist. We've got the hotels. We've got the city. We've got the transport links. If you tell us you're going to bring in a million people, we can fucking handle it. We don't get all these stadiums where we're going. Oh, we've got stadiums that can hold 50, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 thousand people. Yeah, they're all in the middle of cities as well. Yeah, and um, local. Everything's local. Everything's already there. Yeah, I mean, not an issue. Le- Leeds United is a ten-minute walk. 15 minute walk tops from town from city centre yeah from yeah. city centre to, to the stadium is it is it Everton stadium is it middle of some fucking houses no exactly so they've got houses around yeah. it <laughs> so we've got everything's already there mm-hmm. but then you've got these rich Qataris who put their bit going we don't have any stadiums it's 45 fucking degrees 120 degrees celsius mm-hmm. that's 120 degrees Fahrenheit we're going to have to purposefully build all the stadiums with underground fucking ventilation systems and, and aircon. We don't have anything. And they go, that sounds like a good fucking bit. That's the best bit. That's they get it because they're the best bit. So, how? What? If anybody doesn't 
I'm not just saying you, England. There was other countries. No, well. right. So we're only saying England. I'm using an easy comparison. We're only saying England because England were a direct competitor for the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But when the comparison. bigs were going on, and it came to the reveal, everyone were going. England have got less. Um, there were other countries like uh, Germany. I think were up for it as well. Even Germany. Uh, but Germany, Germany could hold it tomorrow like that, yeah, same yeah. as we could. Exactly. The only reason people going England are going to beat Germany is because they've had it since us. Was it 2008, was it? Yeah, I think they had I it in the 80s say. and they had it in 2008. We've had it once. We've had it once, yeah. they've had it two or three times. Everyone's like, do you know what? It's England's turn. They put good in it. We've just held a fucking amazing Olympics. One of the. And I'm, this, Olympics. Isn't, this isn't saying as, a, as an Englishman, like, oh, we're, we're the best, but it is widely considered. Not only was it widely considered one of the best Olympics for a generation, the Paralympics were amazing. Paralympics were amazing. But it was the first Olympics held in about 30 years to make a profit. Most countries lose off the Olympics. They spend that much on hosting it that they right. never make the money back, and it's they make it back in tourism and trade. So we actually made money off hosting the Olympics. So it's like with a fucking example of like, look what we did with the Olympics. Look what we had in place for football. Look what we had, and we had, you know, and we had amazing Olympics. And one of our fucking fans' chances, football's coming home. Can you imagine the streets bouncing up and down with football's coming home as a World Cup? World Do Cup comes back to comes back to where it was born. Do you know when Germany won the World Cup in? 1990s. Oh, when the, did they win the Euros in 96? Mm, no, France won 96. Because did France win 94, 96, oh. and 90? No, they won 96, 98, and then well, went out the two, 2002 World Cup, not scoring a well, goal. Yeah. Whichever World Cup it was, it was a funny story that Germany won it and were singing, It's coming home, football's coming home as their champ. It's like, You bastards! That's not yours! That's not yours! <laughs> it's Take that back! We think football's coming up because football was born in Sheffield in Yorkshire. <laughs> you know, Take it back, you bastards. Um, but yeah, like we had the infrastructure all that sort. But then, also on top of that, the Brazil World Cup, before the Qatari announcement, the Brazil oh, World Cup. Oh, horrific. Like, um, the slavery, the, they were bringing in immigrant workers and um, setting to work at minimum wage, but then taking the passports off. We're telling it. And you have to earn your passport back. Um, and if you... So you have to buy your passport. Like to say, like, like you can work for me. You're building that stadium, and I'm paying you, you know, hundred quid a week, which is well below minimum wage. But I'm going to keep your passport. If you want your passport back, you have to pay a grand to get your passport back. Oh, build that wall, and the game takes twenty hours. You're going to work twenty hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're working. You're working to pay me your passport. Back. But then, oh, like that, that wall's a bit shit. I'm docking twenty quid for your wages this week. That that wiring's a bit crap. I'm docking forty quid for your wages this week. The mates died. Yeah. Like the amount of people who died building those stadiums and, and Qatar is exactly the same and Qatar are doing exactly the same now it is ridiculous like this building stands out the window but for me the biggest sign of corruption in FIFA was the Brazilian World Cup where Brazil had a lot of problem with gang fights and stuff and people get pissed up and fighting so they um, it's illegal uh, to sell alcohol in any football stadium in Brazil that's a shame okay right they just went, do you know what? Fighting's getting out of fucking control. We're banning alcohol. Right? And fighting went down. Right? Fair enough. It's, I don't really agree with it, but if it works, you've got that big a problem, and it works, it works. You do you. Right? Um, so the World Cup came to Brazil. They, all the slavery and shit, on the stadiums and the, you know, these multi million pound stadiums in a country that's economic, that was, had to bulldoze the ghettos and shanty towns to build stadiums that are now fucking forests growing in them and, and car parks for coaches um, 
because I really couldn't afford to do it anyway. But FIFA Tower went, oh, um, by the way, um, Budweiser sponsors the World Cup. They're one of our corporate sponsors. So we need to sell uh, Budweiser in stadiums. And Brazil went, no, no, you can't because we've banned alcohol in stadiums. Yeah, but Budweiser our corporate sponsor. We don't care, it's illegal. Because they're worse going. Well, you, you better change that fucking law, right? No, we'll take a World Cup off you, we'll take it somewhere else. So Brazil had to put a law through <laughs> that made it legal. But the actual wording of the law does not say it's legal to sell alcohol in stadiums. It says it's legal to sell Budweiser in stadiums. So FIFA became a political entity? Yeah. yeah. They told a sovereign nation what laws it could have. But the law wasn't over to they turned on alcohol, you could sell alcohol in stadiums, yeah. you could serve any alcohol you want. So the FIFA dictated that the law said it's illegal to sell alcohol except for Budweiser. That doesn't so shit. <laughs> Budweiser was the only alcohol allowed to be served in stadiums during the World Cup. And then when the World Cup finished, that law got repealed, so alcohol's again illegal in stadiums again. So this is a non a non profit organisation, as FIFA calls itself, which another corruption thing in his sense. But yeah, they went into a sovereign nation and went, you have to change your law so we can play football. Lovely. That doesn't speak of corruption. We could have at least chose a good beer. Fucking hell. Um, uh, well, this is, this, is, this is a fucking corporation that has, <laughs> you know, it, its whole game is running around on the field kicking the ball. This is the, the, play, the World Cup is a shining gem of their um, crown. Yeah. crown. And these are the players, the, the absolute athletic elite from around the world. These are players that are fucking, they get told by their clubs what they can eat, when they can eat it, how, when they train, how they train, all this stuff, right? And you watch the fucking World Cup and it's sponsored by a McDonald's. Get fat and happy. Get <laughs> some beer. Turn your sofa, eat a Big Mac, drink a Budweiser and watch these fucking guys. How does that promote health and... It just does, shut up. <laughs> they didn't go to your factory to make something so my good. But the fucking big max on there though. Um, but <laughs> just just to I know we're going off on one a little yeah. bit. But love it really. I've simply put, this is easily debunked. Because um, even though it said the corruption scandal was predicted in 2014 by Simpsons, mm-hmm. came true in 2015. Yeah. Again, this is another thing of the symptoms simply reporting the news because yeah. what actu- the actual investigation started before the prediction. In fact, the first arrests were made in 2013. Daryl Warner was arrested. So this again is not nothing more than reporting FIFA corruption from the news. They're reporting the news in popular culture, and people can't string that together and go, "Oh, this is predicting the future." No, you're reporting something that's happened a year ago. Yeah, I mean. This is going back to like how many Americans, because it's American-centric cartoon. I know it's worldwide, but it's American-centric. How many Americans know Greece has announced it's going to fall on its debt? Absolutely. Like, we knew that because we members of the EU and we voted to leave the EU and all that Brexit issue. So we know what's going on in EU countries around us. It's part of relevant to us. But the average American wouldn't know that mm. Greece about to fall on its debt. The average American won't know much about football. Because they're not really interested, is it? Not fucking um, soccer. Right? I mean, I'd be, I actually reckon, I'd, I'd actually go out on a limb and say, majority of Americans don't know that the American women's football team are world champions and probably the best team in the world in women's football. 
Women, American play football women. women. Um, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm baffled. Yeah. Um, I'm only joking, by the way. Um, yeah, they, they, they don't, they don't they, care yeah, for football. They, they are a brilliant team. Right? They are yeah, a fantastic team, Americans women. But um, they don't, like, Americans don't really know, pay attention to it. Um, and what, what, what was shocking about this really was is America that blew it open. Was it Chuck? Someone or other that America's FIFA representative that blew all this corruption open. Um, I don't know. I, think I remember a guy called Chuck Summer or other was the American representative of FIFA and he basically threw Jack Shepard from South Africa on the bus <laughs> and Paul Set Black and everybody else who's called that. And it was like, it was reported in America as if, like, oh, FIFA whistleblower uh, brings down the organisation. And it was like, don't, don't for a second think Chuck were fucking noble and just and bringing down a corporation. He was going to get fucking done for corruption. And when he got pulled in by FBI, he sang like a fucking canary. And they seemed very nice. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't anywhere like, oh, I discovered this corruption FIFA. I'm going to bring it to the public and let them know. It was just like he got his hand caught in the fucking cookie jar, and he fucking squealed like a bitch. <laughs> Pig squealers are always the best. Um, um, but then this, but the world knew about this. It's not even long news. before Simpsons covered it. Not even news. This is not a fucking prediction. Uh, we'll calm this one off. Uh, right then. We'll fucking calm the FIFA corruption scandal. Oh, that's a lot of bollocks. Um, okay, I'm, I'm running out. We're going to go for another really fun one, actually. Mm-hmm. We're going to go in season 21, episode 12, Boy Meets Curl, supposedly predicted in 2010 and it came true in 2018, that the U- Team USA Olympic curling win. So. Ha! Ha! No! Hey, this wasn't in my notes. This. Absolute fucking bollocks. It really is. Absolute wank. Fucking duck. Right. Wrong event. Wrong year. No, it's not the oh, right, right year. Completely wrong event. But the, the, I'll, I'll let you explain. Sorry, go on. I'll dive straight in there. So I find this one fucking ridiculous. My first line is, this one, I genuinely don't understand. <laughs> That's my first line. So, what was supposedly predicted is in 2010, that USA would win curling... In the mixed doubles between Homer and Marge, they were the people, they were the two yeah. that won gold mm-hmm. in, 20, in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, it didn't say a year to start with. Right. And the reason why they say this came true was because America won. It was very specific, actually. It said they, they won it against Sweden. Yeah. Oh yeah, Marjorie Homer beat Sweden in the episode we're in 2010. Yes. Marjorie Homer beat Sweden in the mixed double gold yes. curling at the Olympics. Yes, and it came true in 2018. America beat Sweden to gold in the mixed double curling at the Olympics. Woo! No, not quite true. Right, so America beat Sweden. Yes. America won gold. Yes. At curling. Yes. Mixed doubles curling. No, they came sixth. <laughs> <laughs> what they actually won was the team event, which is for five people. Right. So, yes, they beat Sweden. Yes, yes they won, won gold. gold. But it's a wrong event. This is like saying Tim Henman won Wimbledon because he won the mixed doubles. Yeah, exactly. It's simple. It's like, I get it. They did win, but you picked the wrong event. Yeah, it's completely wrong discipline. That starts, yeah, bollocks, done. I'm sorry, I'm not even going to go any further into that. 
Mixed doubles is like saying Tig Hammond won Wimbledon because he won the mixed doubles. No one remembers who won the mixed doubles. Everyone remembers the male winner and the female winner. I've got notes and everything, Badger. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> not all night, surely. No, not a huge amount. Come <laughs> on. I was, I, I was just perplexed as to how this even got into the, the idea. The canon of Simpsons predicting the future. If uh, they didn't tell me a year. No. Either. And Sweden were the best in the world at the time. This is going back to the Nobel Prize for economics. Right, you know, the world, the world champions of Sweden. We're going to beat the world champions. We're, we're going to write, we're going to write an episode where Marge and Harmer win the curling at the Olympics. Who do they beat though? Well, Sweden win it every fucking year. Let's have a big Sweden then. Okay. Woohoo! We predicted it. No, it didn't. Not quite. <laughs> Anyway, alright, if you want to fucking draw a line into that, that was the quickest debunking ever. <laughs> you got the wrong discipline! <laughs> um, oh, I'm running out. Uh, okay, let's have a look. That was quick and easy. Oh, one there! And one there. Let's think. Is that it? Oh no, I've got one more. Right. Quite interesting one, actually. Um, in season 9, episode 3, called Lisa Sachs, supposedly. It was predicted in 1997 that came true in 2014, America had an Ebola outbreak. Uh-huh. So do you want to see my notes on this? Yeah, go on. I've not heard this one. So, um, in, well, in 1997 it was predicted, supposedly. So, the thing for me is, I was putting my notes, this is picking a popular fatal disease that had an outbreak in 1994 to 1997 in Gabon, Zaire and Sudan, but putting it in America. So it was easy to say, what is a fucking deadly, deadly disease that's happening in the world? And it was, well, in the UK, it was newsworthy that there was a bigger baller outbreak in Africa. Yeah. Um, and then what the Simpsons did is in 1997, they said, oh, we've got an Ebola outbreak. This, this, this sounds a lot like the Greece death and the fear for corruption where Simpsons are taking Eurocentric news. Well, well news has been reported in Europe but, but not in America. But this is African news really. Yeah, yeah, but it's, that was reported we knew the Ebola outbreak. Yeah. Over here was so this sounds again like the Simpsons with the Greece death, with the fear for corruption, now the Ebola outbreak are taking news that's been reported in America in Europe but not in America. I'm putting it into an episode. Well, I guess that I I guess what they're saying is, I guess why they're saying this is a, a prediction is they could have picked any virus, any disease, any illness, and it was specifically Ebola. But don't Ebola have like a 10 year cycle? Because this is an African disease. It's very, Ebola, ra- it's very rare that it comes into Europe or the Americas. So. Yeah, I mean, when I think of Ebola, I always think Africa. Um, but also, it seems like every 10 years there's an outbreak of it or something. Like as a cycle, you have an outbreak for a couple of years and it goes dormant for like 10 years. More common. An outbreak again. It's more common. There was one in 1995 as it well. It might just because we report on it every 10 years, maybe. Like it, it gets so big enough that it becomes big enough to report on. This, it, it definitely peaks and troughs. That, yeah. that Ebola goes up and down. And it definitely is, is a. Uh, a recurring African disease. Yeah, and it's quite nasty. A oh, virus, sorry, not disease. Yeah, virus. It's very, very nasty. Oh, it's fucking fatal. It's awful. But at the same time, it's like. Um, it was a Legionnaire's outbreak. You could have picked anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ebola, Ebola was nasty. Right? Yeah, it's so, awful. But in 1997, they predicted it, suppose, and it came through in 2014. Um, whilst it's difficult to say what their intention of the, cap- 
of the episode was. At some point, you're going to have an outbreak somewhere. Wasn't there only four cases or something in America? I didn't know there were an outbreak in America. It's so four cases an outbreak? Uh, right, I, I might be wrong if it's four, but it's very, very small. I think there was one death. Right, it's not really an outbreak, right? Not really. Is it? Is this the first time Ebola's been in America? Yes. The first. Oh, so it's the first case. That first positive case of Ebola in America. That I could find. Right. I could be wrong, but I, but I could find. Is this just a case of interconnected world? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, in '97 we barely left Leeds. Speak to yourself. You know, if it weren't for football, I didn't travel outside the country. I remember going to for you wear for cup games by Leeds and stuff. But um, well, we're 16, weren't we? '97. Yeah, it was sixteen ninety seven. So I think we might have, yeah, we might have had a couple of family holidays abroad at that point. But we weren't, we weren't travelling as a as an adult on our own independently. No, no, I'm, I'm not even like us on our own. But I'm saying like as a as a people, as a nation, mm. it was sort of like a lot of family holidays were like Spain, Greece, that kind of thing. Um, we didn't really travel outside of Leeds as a people. Not like you know. Me, no, I, I, well, pre-Covid, I travel all around the country between March and September with gaming and, and expos and, and media events and stuff, but our jobs totally connected with citizen stuff now. Um, we travel around the world a lot more. Um, is it just a case of, you know, in, in 97, they didn't really have many flights from Africa to um, America in 2014, You've got ten times more people coming in here for business or for <coughs> tourism, or you know, you've gone from ten thousand people a year to a million people a year coming in between ninety-seven and twenty. So now your chance of a one person, you need one person to bring it you in. Don't need one. But your chance have gone from one in ten thousand to one in a million. Uh, no, that's wrong. Wrong way around. But you've got ten thousand people a chance of bringing it in. You've now got a million people bringing it in. Yeah. Um, so your chances of someone bringing it are higher because. It's more connected. The world's more connected and smaller, you know. Absolutely, and I think I think you, Bob on the nose there. I think you know, seventeen years after the fact, populace increase, African nations being able to travel more, you know, and the Ebola lays dormant for a while. You know, it's not like it happens overnight. It's yeah, yeah. So someone could quite honestly be yeah. healthy. Pass all screening checks come in. Be in America for two weeks. So and nine, no screening. Well, no, they want any screening. But if you want to screen every African, you still won't pick it up. Then nine days into a fourteen-day visit, Ebola's. We've all seen outbreak. The movie. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, exactly good film. Good film. Yeah, it's brilliant. But at the same time, this could exactly be exactly the same. Well, look at Jaws uh, coming to mind straight away. Is uh, Twelve Monkeys. Brilliant. Right. Apart from when you understand the violin, nothing there. Just was yeah, yeah. Air, but. but the entire film is him tracking down this terrorist organisation going around the world yeah. and it's a guy just cracking a vial in an airport yeah. and it goes off we've all played Plague Inc have we? have you not? I haven't God, it's not fucking 90p on Playstar why have you not played it it's amazing but that that is you should be the beer and... but that, that game Plague Inc is and it, it, I love the fact that it uh, it, it flew in downloads blew up it's been a really popular game and it's kind of died off and then it's downloads flew up during uh, first lockdown. The global bastard. Um, and I think they put a COVID update on it as well, just for the fun. I think, I might be wrong about that, but yeah, that game is, you decide if you're gonna have a virus or a fungus or all that. So virus is easy, fungus is like really hard, you make different diseases. And then you've got to release your disease in one airport, like one 
country and you watch it spread and as it spreads you get points and you can put mutation in and you've got to basically get your disease to take on the entire world but while scientists are fighting back against it and the Ebola but so the Ebola outbreak it it picked a disease that was newsworthy at the time it was fucking horrible they picked a disease that had been reported in Europe at the time just like they did with the Greece debt, just like they did with... It was reported in Africa as well, though. Um, no, no, what I'm saying is, it was reported in Europe, just same as the Greek debt, just same as the FIFA scandal. There's a, there's a, there's a trend here. There's a pattern forming. And we need to remember as there's well... Not re there's stories that are reported in Europe that aren't reported in America. And it's, it's easy to remember, it's easy for us to think how easy it is to get news. It's from 1997. Mm -hmm. The internet was in its infancy. It was very, very young. So you had to go to... Fox News and get yeah. Murdoch to report, report the news for you. So it's not unlikely that many people haven't heard of this. No. You know, so it's very it happens, it happens nearly a decade later when we've had the birth of, um, well, I'm not like, probably not going to be like from Africa to America, but over in Europe we had the birth of low cost airlines. We had like EasyJet and Flybe and, and Ryanair. So we had all these really cheap flights, so air travel became more accessible and cheaper, yeah. which put the long haul flight prices down. So now you've got more people, like I said earlier, you've got instead of 10,000 Africans a year come to America, you've got a million Africans a year. Uh, it's not even Africans coming in, uh, is the American economy got better um, to the point where African Americans can afford to go to Africa for holiday. And then really? they're coming back and bring it back with them. There's nothing not to say it's an African that brought it back. It might be an American or an African American that went over to Africa and came back. Could have been a businessman, a tourist. But, but the planet's more interconnected. The flights are easier to get and we can travel there quicker and faster. It's got to happen at some point. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say. They're reported on something that's deadly that's happening now in the news. And we've just gone, ooh, fucking Ebola. That's fucking horrible. That's scary. And I, I'm not sure, like the idea from like I don't remember if I look at the stats, but when you used to, like one die with maybe four cases of like America's Ebola outbreak, something very Fox News sensation is like <laughs> one person, four people caught it, and one person died. I'm pretty right? sure it was one person died. It's not really an outbreak, is it? You know, it's <laughs> this is the little bullshit one. Yeah. So I'm gonna get to my last one, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna let you read, read this out, and read my note. Which is the last one here? That one. The God Particle, Season 10, Episode 2, The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace. Picked in 1998, came through 2012. Genuinely have no idea. Great discussion point. So the God Particle, are you on about the Higgs boson? Yeah, so supposedly, Homer wrote, and I, I have a fucking no idea, Homer wrote a calculus on screen to show the diameter of a fucking yeah. donut yeah. or some I know shit you're about, I know you're about, yeah. or some bollocks and uh, it's come out saying that that is almost the god particle um, very very close to being the god particle and I'm like Un unless the Simpsons have got scientists feeding in which could potentially be true yeah. I've got no idea and this is the only one that I've sat down and gone I personally cannot explain and so I'm sat here going Bollocks! <laughs> Is Matt Groening a time traveller? So you've genuinely no idea on this one. No, right? I have no idea. Um, but you've put great discussion point. So where, where does the discussion start for you then? So clearly, 
So my logical brain says to me that I've looked at all the other stuff and gone, Matt Groening is not time traveller. So there must have been some form of, in 1998, there must have been some form of input. And I know that the Simpsons talk to scientists. I know that. Um, and so my only thing I'm thinking is, I can't think of anything more is, there was some form of scientific input at the time of 1998, but why they put it on the, on the side of a donut, mm -hmm. which is supposed to look like Kern, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but the, the super high jump climb and Kern. And it's yeah. like a, 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 an ode to Kern. It's a big circular shape, yeah. But I've got no idea why they do that to, they do this very complex calculus for which I don't know where it came from. They must have some scientific input. But they'd apply that to a fucking donut. And this is the only one I sat there and gone, I don't know. I can explain this really fucking easily. <laughs> This is fucking so so much, now. so much so that when I looked at this, I went, "Yeah, I'll speak what we're talking about," and it put it in my nose. Don't try to make sure. An arrogant prick. <laughs> You're like fox with your dick out, going, "Should we have dick makes some exercise?" It's, it's, it's not. It wasn't even like I, I saw no discussion here, and I genuinely thought, "How's there no fucking discussion?" I genuinely thought you'd know this, so I just thought there was no discussion, so I didn't put it in. Why the fuck would you think I know this? Because I thought this was the easiest bump out of all of them for us to debunk. What the fuck did they get to that conclusion? How the fuck would I know this? Because everyone knew this. Well, not everyone knew this, but yeah. Just because you know it doesn't mean I know it. No, but it was, it was the... Right, so we were both like... No, no, hold on. <laughs> How the f... No, no. Why the fuck do you think I know this? And it's so easy and fucking easy. Our Craig's... Uh, no, because in, in the 90s they started talking about building the super hydron collider at Kern. But why do you think I know this? Because you're a lot of scientists like me, you love scientific knowledge and... and Just... Okay. I've not seen a single person, I've not seen anything on the internet, any scientific big fucking big nogging, sit down there and go, God particle, that explains this piece of piss. And you're sat here with your big fucking beard going... <laughs> My big fucking beard! <laughs> My beard causes visual offence to you! Say to me! Craig, don't be a dickhead. This is too fucking easy. Don't you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, you, right, so. In the 90s, it's like. Not talking, you and your beard explaining your beard. I just like talking about building the Super Hadron Collider at Kern, right? And it was to find the God Particle, which is the Higgs boson. Mm -hmm. And there was. And I, I didn't know about any of this until. It started to be reported on the news we're going to build this big collider and find the Higgs boson. That's, that's what's going to. It's going to win the world. And it's, well, well, there were two types of reports. What the, the one was like, it's going to, it's going to recreate the Big Bang and we're going to find out the mysteries of the universe. And the other one was, it's going to create a black hole and suck out the planet inside it um, and the fear and all that shit. There was a third one about the Mandela effect. Well, the third is the Mandela effect happened because of the experiment. Yeah. Okay, that's why we have that Mandela effect. We might talk about that in a future episode. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so with the idea of the effects of it. But, yeah, so, basically, we're looking for the Higgs boson, which is the particle that explains why we have mass, why that yeah. has a different weight to that, that has a different weight to that, right? Um, so, this would just widely... With Professor Higgs brought up the uh, calculus, or the, 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 
formula for the Higgs boson, like the maths, if you like, for the Higgs boson. But it was, it couldn't be proved it existed. It was, it was an unfinished mathematical equation. So it was kind of like, this, I think this exists and this is how it, sh it exists, but I can't finish it off to prove it. Right? So... It's a... Hold on. Right. Set again. So, Professor Higgs theorised that the Higgs... Well, I can dick now, don't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Higgs... this in my brain. Professor Higgs theorised that the Higgs exists. Right, yeah. Right? right, yeah. And he laid out the math to prove it exists. His theory, yeah. Right? Yeah. But he couldn't prove it existed because his maths went to the limit of our scientific knowledge at the time. Okay. So there's variables missing. Like, if we can fill these two or three variables in, that proves the Higgs boson exists. Right. So we needed the experiments of the Super Hadron Collider at Kern. Okay. They crossed the protons oh. together. We saw it and went, ah, that's the, they're the three bits that are missing. Let's fill them in. And the Higgs boson is there. Right? They wrote down what was widely available everywhere. Uh, so in 1998, you could find it in textbooks, in scientific journals, on websites, in, in news. This was widely known. This what they wrote down was a thing. I might get this wrong here because I didn't write my notes down. I think Professor Higgs predicted it in 1974. Right. It's been worked upon for years and years. I think they wrote down the 1987 equation. Or maybe not. And then I think they wrote the 92 equation down. Okay. And then in 2012, we got the actual, we managed to finish off the, the equation. So they were writing down a 92 equation in 98. So maybe we've got a pen, should we write the notes going? Why you accepted scientific knowledge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I just genuinely thought, like, you, we talk about the same shit and we know about the same shit. I just thought, like, well, yeah, I've read all about this, I've just assumed you are. So we we won't have a discussion about it. <laughs> so my, so my, so my, <laughs> right. no, no, great discussion point. So mine at the end that comes. Zip. I have no fucking idea. I can explain mm -hmm. away my other fourteen or whatever it is. But this one, I'm fucking stuck on. You go. Read the textbook. So they can't kill this fucking day. Seen so many scientific journals and. Because it was like the whole thing of like, our, our scientific concern, we can, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity, we've, we've proven a hundred years later and shit like that. And it was like, yeah, we know things have different weight, we know things have different mass. I don't know when that this gap, by chance. And that, that's the only explanation we have for it, but we needed these experiments. It's basically like having, having an algebra equation with a couple of variables missing. I don't want to end And the experiment that occurred <laughs> give us those variables. Right. And we're, I want to stop talking about this now because I don't want to end like this. No, you look like a dick. It's also a very British reaction from Professor Higgs when they um, announced they had a big announcement. Oh, jolly good! Right? They had a big announcement from Kern, and, and you know, Professor Higgs proposed this in 1974, we spent billions of fucking pounds, and, and multiple nations have come together like never before, and all the scientists have, have, <laughs> um, have, have worked on this as the biggest scientific endeavour ever by humankind, and we proved Professor Higgs right, and the press are around like, Boom, like he's in his seat, and they're like, oh, what, what do you have to say? What do you think? But feels quite nice to be right. That was reaction. I fucking told you so. No, I just, yeah, it feels quite nice to be right. No, 
just... So, Apache, because you remember feel <laughs> you belittled me. I didn't mean to belittle you. I'm sorry, Mum. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, that was just, yeah, I just, I didn't include it because it was just widely known. <laughs> so, Apache's proved his dick is bigger than mine. <laughs> but have we proved that Matt Grown is a time traveller? So, can we just, I'll, ju- I'll just name them. Just, just as a synopsis, just, just as a, uh, not synopsis, just as a, uh, an ending, a review. So, Siegfried and Roy, we said. Inevitable. Inevitable. And, and a funny gag. If you're going to go to Vegas, wouldn't it be funny to show it fucking wrong? Yeah. FaceTime. Happened way before. Sci-fi trope happened decades before. Technologically happened in 1970. Yeah. And they say spying scandal. Another sci-fi trope that's in... All sorts of movies and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, smartwatches is exactly the same. We saw in movies previously. In cartoons in nineties and shit. Yeah. Ebola reporting on the local news, national news. Yeah, reported. On, well, reported on, maybe reported in European news, but not American news. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put that point in because there's a trend that follows that. FIFA corruption. Who did fucking nothing? One, who did corrupt? And two, reported in European news, but not American news. And it happened. The investigation happened years before the episode. Yeah, they they, they did it in 2014, and the investigation started in 2012 or 2013 or something. Like, yeah. Similar. Greece is dead. Reported in European news, not American news. Reported in 2009. Episode came out in 2012. Yeah. Nobel Prize. <laughs> he wouldn't even predict anything in that. Right. No, no. You just put a guy's name next to the person who predicted, who happened to be one of the top in the world. Yeah. President Trump. Uh, the boy who cried wolf. He kept saying he was going to run, and he never did. So they poked fun at him for doing so. He ran and he won. It's like holy shit. Yeah, it was a joke that backfired on them. They were they were calling out the boy who cried wolf. Did he take over? Uh, shit, fucking new, but it's from the from the writers. I think we explained that quite well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> USA is killing win. <laughs> you would predict that. You got the wrong event. Wrong fucking discipline. <laughs> you got the wrong event. And we had three-eyed fish. Yep, three-eyed fish, which were, you know, mutations are inevitable. You next to a power plant. It, it's it's coincidental, not prediction. And then the last one will be a horse, horse meat, meat scandal, um, which. Can we talk to that? <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. That was funny. That's my funniest one. But that, that was just, that's a, a, a joke in school and an urban myth that the writers are probably the same age as the parents who are watching it and just kind of fucking knew it. And it's just a, it's a generational joke. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. Does that believe that the Simpsons predict the future and Matt Groening is a time traveller? I am so firmly on one side of the fence that I can't even fucking see the fence. That does not believe. The fence is not even on the horizon. I'm that far away from this thing. I'm completely opposite to you. I firmly believe that Matt Groening is a time traveller in a different dimension. He's fucking not. What a load of bollocks. If you ask me, does I believe? Does that fuck? That's my answer. Yeah. No chance. I, I think... Um, a very clever writer. Simpsons have some amazing clever writers. Very. Um, some fantastic researchers who pass on stories that they um the fantastic researchers that they put onto the writers who are really intelligent and weave them in in fantastic storylines but I've not found evidence even the ones I've not put in my notes even the exposed <laughs> but <laughs> the ones beyond that the ones I didn't even put I know there's sites out there going oh well, you've only done 15 and, and there's this site oh, right? this 30 times see about three, three hours now I think 
Yeah. But the reason I didn't put those other ones in my notes is because I could just debunk them so I know some of them debunked easily, but I don't think they're worth talking about because we, we, we've seen a pattern and a trend here. It's fantastic research, intelligent writers, um, reporting on non-American centric news. So all these stories of the Greek debt default or the Nobel Prize for economics. American American public generally don't give a fuck about. So we can report on whatever we want. And how many times are they reporting on stuff that's not true? Mm. But you remember the 30 or the 45 exactly. that they did. I brought a couple of those up, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we have. And, and if you go back, if you go, if you've watched all this and you go, you've got to put down the comments, some that we haven't, that we haven't uh, considered or we haven't put on tonight. Please do. Put them in the comments, let us know. But tell us, but make sure you put the same um, rigorous debate, uh, not debate, but reasoning that we put to this. Is it, is it uh, news that's readily reported outside the US? Can we agree on something before? Right. If we get to 15 in the comments, we'll do another video. Yeah, if, you've got another, if we get 15 different ones in the comments, we'll do a video on those 15. Right? But you've got to look at them and gone. Is this news that's reported outside of America? Is this a sci-fi trope that was elsewhere? Um, Try to debunk it yourself first. And if you honestly can't get to the bottom of being able to debunk it, you put it in the notes below, leave it up to me and Badger. We're, 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 not right. here, we're not here to debunk it, but this is not this channel, is not to set out and debunk things. We're conspiracy theorists. We are conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Genuinely, but yeah. Just because we're conspiracy theorists, don't we believe in everything? If we can debunk shit and get it out of the way and throw it away, then we can get to the real meaty stuff. Um, Agreed. So this, yeah, if you give us number 15 in the comments, we'll do a second video on it. We'll, do, we'll cover those 15, but don't waste our time. Just look at them first and go, is, look at how we've debunked them and I can go, are they gonna rip this to fucking bits? Give us some good ones, give us a fucking challenge. Give us one we can't debunk. Give us one we're gonna argue when I'm gonna go, do you know what, I think this is right, you're gonna, you fucking dumb. Yeah, a bit like the Higgs boson anyway. <laughs> so, someone give Craig a win for, to get me back for the Higgs boson. I need to get my dick out this time. <laughs> But I will honestly say, if you've made it all the way to the end of this video, thank you very much for watching. What we would ask is, we're not bothered about like, share, subscribe, but tell your friends if you can. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds a hypocritical letter, but, yeah. but, but just tell people about us. Yeah. You know, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, but just tell people about us. Don't we're running our second episode as well, guys, so remember, we, we re-watched last week. Yeah. We thought we could make this week better. Yeah. We tried. We've got some good um, subjects coming up, which we think are going to get better. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to wedge in slow, so we don't get banned straight away. Although <laughs> we're waiting, we eat his Paul McCartney dead. Um, but we're only two weeks in, and so so for full disclosure, we're, gem we're going to we're generally view uh, recording a few back to back before we release our first. Yeah, we we, we recorded four. Uh, we're going to record four episodes before yeah. we release our first one. So we've got no idea what the feedback of these videos will be. We don't know if anyone even watched the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. with million views, we don't know. Because this is not, it's going to be three weeks before from today. It's going to be three weeks. Till Four we release, weeks. Four weeks. Till we release the first one. No, three weeks for the first one. Yeah, three weeks to release the first one. So we're kind of time traveling at the moment. We're trying to, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, we're Craig with a Higgs boson. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've got the Mandela effect. <laughs> um, so, Thank you for watching. We both believe ma the, the macro running was not time traveling. The symptoms do not predict the future. The symptoms have not predicted anything. And next week we've got a belter coming up. We do indeed. Um, 
and it involves some travel to the South Americas, but potentially. We're going to be gone next week. What are you all about? Ah, <coughs> <coughs> oh, yes, and travel to South Americas. <laughs> yes, sorry. I thought I was sort of like, South America, am I fucking review, am I researching the wrong episode? No, no. When no I, someone, it's the one I told you about this morning. Yeah, yeah, it's the one you told me about this morning. Like, fuck, am I recent? No, I'm not, I'm alright, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not on about cocaine. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for watching. I've been Craig, and this has been Badger. Till next time. Silly. Silly. Silly.